Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey, metalheads, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, this is Sean. This is BN. And we have two special guests with us today. Uh, we have Mr. Mike Trueheart Hello. and Zach from Ondira. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Folks. Yeah, so uh, just to break the ice, this is our new vocalist, Zach. Uh, I guess he joined like a little over a year ago. Yeah, uh, mid-lockdown. Mid, mid yeah, mid, mid-lockdown. Uh, he also plays for Oceans Evolution, so, you know, we've played with him a bunch and uh, just kind of a natural fit, but he's been a very good friend of mine for like the last decade and uh, couldn't be happier to have him in the band. And this is like our first announcement of him joining, so. All right, we got the the official. Yeah, the official. Well, I, I've had a bit of an inside <laughs> track and I've heard a lot of the stuff, so. Yes, you have. And it is fucking phenomenal, by the way, Zach, an amazing addition. Dude, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I, I can't wait it. to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we've been keeping John in the, yeah. in the dark on this. But. The one, the one I, I love your stuff. I really, <laughs> I do. But, you know, I'll wait. It's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you have no choice but to wait. Yeah. Oh. Um, it, it, it's definitely like a, it's a different pace than the rest of the on here stuff. Um, it's a lot darker. It's a lot sadder. It's like a 34-minute long, like, homage to death. Um and that's just kind of the theme hanging over the whole thing. Uh, just brings you brings you back to like the slow, sad pace that it starts on, and that the last record ended on. So nice. Yeah. So how's that for a tease? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it, it's good. It's pretty amazing. Is uh, it is it going to be as visual as it was before? Or uh, we're still like trying to figure all that out and kind of like the logistics of the whole band because you know I'm. Down in Charlotte, North Carolina, right now, and Zach's up in basically New York. Um, and we haven't really had time to like plan things out in okay. terms of like how we're going to do live shows or any of that yet. I say because you guys are all and as well as Josiah's in Lancaster, right? Yeah, yeah in Lancaster. So we're all kind of spread apart at the moment. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to do like a crazy, um, I don't know, video teaser and make it look like a movie and things, but. I don't know if we're going to wear the 40 pound mask and uh, garb anymore. <laughs> I mean, how does, how does that work though? I mean, like you said, you're in Charlotte, he's in Jersey, uh, Josiah's in Lancaster. Yeah. How does a, a rehearsal go? How does a writing go? How does. Oh, we haven't, uh, we haven't really rehearsed in God, like a year. Um, <laughs> it's been a yeah, lot well, of like. When I, when I, when I tried out and we, we played the set before we like you know talking about business and recording really yeah so. i think that was like the last time we all got into a yeah it's been like a nightmare of a a whole year of like getting rehearsals and stuff done and i'll kind of dive into that in a bit but um that was probably like when we auditioned zach and i say that very loosely in air quotes but um we had already known that zach was like the guy for the job and um we pretty much had like the record almost done recording uh, and we haven't all been in a room since then because after Adam quit and we got Zach, then Jim quit, the other guitar player. So we couldn't really do like a full band 
sit down after that. Um, I think it was like right after, right after the Firewalker release. Like we had a lot of this stuff written already. Um, like we all jammed the first track into the second track, like in a room, and kind of knew what was going to happen. And then uh, we played a couple shows. We kind of like teased some of it, like in between songs. And then um, I want to say I started recording in like May of 2019. Uh, Joe probably went in in like August so we were like ready to go basically then Adam quit the band so we were like auditioning people and we had Damien from Irida fill in because he's like the man he's a killer vocalist too and uh, we were all sitting around like god damn it who would be a good vocalist for this and like we all said Zach even like Damien's like the Kramer of the Seinfeld of our rehearsal (laughs) space because we share a spot with him so he would like bust in from the studio into the space and be like, oh, I just thought about the perfect guy. And we're like, oh, maybe he knows somebody different. And he goes, Zach from Oceans. And we're like, fuck, Zach's already busy. Like he's in another band. We just said his name. But um, shortly after, like Zach hit us up and then he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, then Jim quit. And then we like started recording vocals and things like that. And then our uh, 2020 hit and our engineer had a stroke. So it was like, oh, my God, is this thing ever going to get done? Um, But, yeah, Zach was fortunate enough to have somebody, like, record him up there. And then uh, we had already had most of the guitars and stuff done, and James from Burial did the lead, so he kind of recorded it at home. And then we just sent everything in to Kevin when when he was feeling better, and he started his magic. And he's, he's where? Down near Philly, right? Yeah, he's in Downingtown. Downingtown. Yeah. And this is, like, I, th- I think it's the best quality sounding on here stuff that he's it's probably the best like studio quality stuff he's done in a while like yeah, it, it's, it's pretty a, phenomenal the yeah. stuff that i heard um you know, i can't wait to hear the, the uh, actual dead mastered final release. yeah right <clears throat> it's pretty yeah zach i gave i gave sean here a, a teaser of the stuff so oh hell yeah i'm <laughs> glad people yeah. it's so good i've showed a couple friends like I'm, I'm super excited just to be a part of the project i'm in like a death core like death metal band but i've always wanted to do like sort of a black metal project because that's what i've always loved so it's i'm 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 head over heels for the whole album oh no your your black metal vocals are spot on like i I was really excited about that hearing it like it's because i'm a huge black metal guy too it's border it's borderline scary sounding yes (laughs) (laughs) and like uh you know like we went on the road with ocean so like we knew instantly he was like the zach was the right guy you know and um his vocals in that were killer, and when I heard the stuff on on here, his stuff, I was like, "Oh my god, this is frightening." Um, so yeah, and it, it's like in the same ballpark range as like Adam, but you know, it's got its own flair to it. So, it sounds super awesome. Yeah, no, it's I can't wait for for it to come out. I'm, I'm sitting here waiting, waiting. I mean, I'm just hoping Mike would like slide me a disc. <laughs> Maybe after the show. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys are, are really dealing with what everybody else has been dealing with through all this. I mean, we've talked to so many bands uh, and just talked to Misery Index, uh, uh, Jason from Misery Index the other week, and he said the same thing. I mean, he's in Finland. Uh, Mark's in Missouri. I think Adam Jarvis might be in Missouri and the other guys in Baltimore. So they're all just fucking sending files back and forth. I mean, that seems to be the way things are now so yeah it's definitely like the way of the future i think you're going to be able to be in a band with somebody from the other side of the world and and that's like whatever this is i think the drummer they had is 
on the on the recording was from Texas. No, he was from I think it was from Mexico. Oh, it was from Mexico. Yeah, it was from oh, Mexico. Wow. Yeah, so I mean everybody's just sending shit around and mixing it to make it sound good and that's what's <laughs> well, I I kind of helped out a band uh, I don't want to give names away or anything like that, but uh basically what happened was they asked me to do vocals and I'm like, "All right, cool." Well, here they sent my friend the files and I did it in my friend's basement on his computer and I'm like this doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, I'm right. old school. I'm used to going to a studio yeah. and, you know, everybody's sitting in the, the control room and looking at you, flipping you off the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. I guess that's kind of like the benefit I have of working with Kevin is like I have that French guy there to insult me when I suck. But um, <laughs> and, I, and all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> he, he doesn't realize he's insulting you when he does because he doesn't have that filter. But um <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I miss that, too, because I grew up, like, recording with Radka, right? right? So, like, I was definitely used to that, but there's something nice about being able to, like, just roll over in your pajamas and start recording, too. Yeah. But definitely miss the camaraderie, and I'm sure that a lot of people miss that during the pandemic. Like, you know, this thing's kind of, like, killed a collaborative in-room effort. Well, I mean, it's coming to an end. I mean, you guys are be able to do live, can do live shows now, actually. I'm like... Like I yeah. said, I've been to both. I've been to where, you know, you have to wear the mask, and I've been to ones without. Actually, going to a show without a mask is, feels weird. It does. I it mean, does. it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, Zach, you guys have been playing live, right? Yeah, we've played four shows so far, and most of them have been like, you know, definitely wear your mask. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But they've been checking, like, uh, you know, they'll check the vax cards and stuff. Some venues don't, depending. But honestly, I feel more comfortable with a mask only for the fact that like i'm an asthmatic and i never worried about my asthma being affected by other people you know but now it's like i go to shows and i usually am super interactive with fans but sometimes now i'm like sort of skittish because i'm like i don't i don't want you guys to fuck up my lung capacity and then i can't do do (laughs) yeah you know so like yeah so it's it's just been weird but you know people that's you know um, brooklyn and new jersey they've been like it's been more of just like check they'll check it real quick you know see if you got the you see if you got your dates on your card and otherwise you know wear your mask if you want to otherwise people have been moshing without them yeah it's like i said that same show we were talking about down at the auto bar in baltimore like you had to show proof of vaccination and then wear a mask the whole show and 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 i was really surprised at how good people were about it because you know a couple months ago i went to see judas priest here in reading and it was a bunch of fucking old bikers and all they did was piss and moan and fucking spout conspiracy shit the whole i mean it was sitting all around us like it was i was so fucking angry by the time this judas priest came on i feel like that's weird for like judas priest fans or like just the idea of judas priest i feel like they should be more open and accepting but oh no gail and i were ready to throw down with the the people sitting behind us like it was fucking getting to the point where i was furious like i was like red in the face and like because he's just sitting there talking about it was just spouting political shit and conspiracy. It's like, dude, we're here to fucking have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm over that getting interjected into everything. It's like, regardless of what side it's on, like it's here. Yeah, so, you know, deal with it. Yeah, I'm just sick of everybody. Everybody feels the need to tell you their political stand, and I, I there's two rules I live by. There's two things you never talk about outside of your home: is one politics and two religion. Because especially start, at a metal show, yeah, it's it just starts. Dude, is that arguments. a fucking slam on my MAGA hat? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. 
I mean, it's close enough. It is a camo hat, <laughs> yeah. but at least obituaries on it. Yeah, because so. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm a little bit of redneck in my blood, but I'm nowhere near a conservative. <laughs> so I gotta ask: Are you wearing a Kiss shirt right now? Because Juan is not here. No, it's just it was the first one on top of oh, the pile. Okay. Oh no, he he'd wear it in front of <laughs> yeah, Juan I'd wear and, it in front and then of Juan. take the abuse. Yeah, I I've been a, a Kiss fan for you know. 45 of my 46 years of life I've been taking it for that long <laughs> trust me sorry right. my dad is like a secret kiss fan too like I found his drawings he used to do drawings of all the kiss members like up on stage and stuff nice. oh, that's awesome yeah yeah that's crazy yeah right so are you from Jersey Zach yeah I'm, I'm from uh Inglewood New Jersey born in Brooklyn so we play a lot of uh, New York City shows but yeah I'm from I'm from Jersey We've been we've been a band. Uh, Ocean's been a band since like 2011, 2012, or whatever. And um, we met we met the Inhara Boys in maybe 2016, 17. We might even no, it might have been 15. I don't even know anymore. I'm not really good with time. I but, met uh, I met you at the at fuck the Croc Rock. True. When true. you were playing with uh, what is it among no within the ruins? Yeah. So that was like 2000. 10 or yeah. 11 probably yeah oh wow damn you're right i got a good memory <laughs> and you drink Dude, a lot how does I it work <laughs> i don't know i don't know but yeah we, we went on the run together and uh we've been friends ever since and it's been like it's been awesome and um yeah we're just up in jersey jersey's okay jersey like sucks for metal right now there's not many venues we really lost a lot of our venues that's like the thing i'll say unfortunately so it's we don't really even play jersey anymore because there's nowhere to play and like, if there is a place to play, it, it, it like it's just it's just not good. This is usually not good yeah. anymore. Yeah, Dingbats is about the only say, place the only you guys have to play. Yeah, I'm and a lot, and a lot, and a lot of, and like, depending on uh, where you are in the scene and like at what time you join the scene, there's there's a big chunk of the scene who won't go there anymore. From like, you guys maybe heard about it. They they had they hosted some anti-Semitic and. Like anti-Semitic, like black metal bands, and it got really bad. Oh fuck yeah! I forgot that was yeah. them. Yeah, yeah so that happened. Yeah, so there's like a whole chunk of our scene that won't go there. But there's you know there's bands that came out during the pandemic and right before that was after that whole situation that don't know about that situation. So people like you know so they, they are still hosting shows and that's like my headquarters. You know when I was growing up, that's where I went to all my shows. And it sucks out. I like it's you know that's the place. But you know they made some bad business decisions. Let's just call it that. You know, and um, yeah, so. Dingbats used to be the headquarters, but otherwise, there's not a lot of many. There's not many places just because either places are 21 plus, which kills a lot of the draw, yeah. or a lot of places just don't host metal anymore over here because of like insurance and they're like not trying to get sued because you know East Coast moshing. We we mosh like we got health insurance over here, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's karate nation over here and people yeah, right. re- fighting um, invisible ninjas. Yeah, they'll they'll piece you and pick you up and hug you, but you're still gonna get knocked out. You know. Like, <laughs> But I mean, you guys hit the road pretty hard when you guys do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to we try to go out. Usually, we go down south. Uh, before the pandemic, we were trying to go out to Texas, but you know, it's killed a lot of shit for us. And right now, we're working on our new album, and we're gonna hopefully sort of hit the road. But um, this year, I'm getting married, so I'm, my schedule's a little tight. But we're gonna play a couple shows and try to uh, you know bounce up and around just to see some places. Hopefully, but yeah. It's uh, Jersey. Jersey's fun. Jersey's a really like Jersey is a great like place for music. A lot of music comes out of here. I just wish there were more venues that were available and accessible for, for folks. Well, I mean, on the flip side of that, I mean, you're 
you're relatively close to, like you said, Brooklyn, and there's so many good venues just in Brooklyn alone. I mean, yeah, and yeah there's so many. Yeah, between between uh, we play a lot of New York City, Connecticut, and PA. Literally, that's we. I, I like we made it our business to literally stay out of Jersey for like a year and a half before the pandemic, even when there were open venues, just to you know like explore a little bit more. And like New York's got them. Manhattan used to have some cool venues, but really not anymore. Uh, they they really don't let locals play, you know, because the big ticket companies have those shows that do the bookings and one in, in Manhattan at least. But when it comes to Brooklyn, you can get, you know, you can get St. Vitus, you can get the Monarch, you can get Kingsland, you got Lucky 13 Saloon. There's so many cool like venues and they're always down to help out locals and, you know, like push the scene forward, which I appreciate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Manhattan kind of turned into a, a fucking desert for, for any yeah. kind of metal really I mean, it really is i like i was up in manhattan uh like two months ago and it was mm-hmm. like my second time ever officially in new york city so i like went to a barcade and i figured like oh these guys probably know like where a show's going on so i went up to the bartender and i was like hey like where's a good like dive venue that i could go see a show at and they're like oh it's right over in brooklyn like real real quick to get over there and i was like how do i get over there they're like oh it's a 40 minute train ride and i was like well, f- <laughs> yeah real quick f- right fuck that like I was, I was doing video work out there and i didn't want to be out all night i wound up being out all night in manhattan anyway <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well you can get lost drinking in manhattan yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's just there's you just go from one, yeah one spot to the next yeah and like um you know, I grew up in the bartending scene pretty heavy. Um, and there's a bar out there called Employees Only. And that's kind of, that was like one of my mecca spots to go to. They won like best bar in the world for years and years. And they did a whole documentary on that place. Um, so I went there. I spent entirely too much on a cocktail. <laughs> but then I like told one of the bartenders like my story and everything. And they wound up buying me another drink and did a round of shots with the staff and stuff. So like it was, it was really cool to, to finally make it there. So. Uh, the last time we were up, Gail was asked to speak. As my wife was asked to speak at something, so we went up, and luckily we were right there by the Hofbra House. Oh, nice! So we had to go have you know good German beer. That's what's up. That was a good time. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you know, Manhattan you used to have like the Limelight, you know, the Ritz. I mean, who else was even up? BB Kings. Yeah, BB. Oh wow! I seen Emperor at BB Kings. How was that? Amazing, <laughs> Emperor and Gotor. Oh shit. Yeah, I was, it, and uh, this it was the second time Emperor was in the states because uh, the first time uh, the guitarist um, guy did Z- uh, Z- um, Zyklon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he wasn't allowed in the states because, well, we all know it why. But um, this time here, I guess they snuck him in or somehow, and oh my god, they were amazing. So, but and that venue was amazing. Well, are you talking about BB uh, King, Samoth? Yeah, the one that killed that guy. Yeah fucking unreal well you know our oh, new record's not about killing anybody but. only black only black <laughs> it's pretty black metal. only norwegian black metal man it's talk about controversy yeah right i don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well well until mike told me you were from new jersey i was i was convinced you were norwegian <laughs> you thought zach was norwegian yeah those black metal vocals are great <laughs> Thanks, man. That is like the biggest. That is, oh man, that that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I don't know, cause it's so weird. Like I'm in a deathcore band, death metal. But when I first got into metal for myself, like I grew up in my house, I was listening to like 
like old school, like R&B, soul, like Motown, like reggae, hip hop and stuff. I found metal for myself. And f- I would say fortunate for me, I found black metal first. So, you know, like <laughs> the crazy music videos and shit. Like I found like Gorgoroth, like Behemoth, like uh, Gorgoroth, Behemoth, uh, Cradle of Phil. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all these dudes in like fucking corpse paint and I'm just like, they're like whispering, but they're screaming in the woods. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Hanging out <laughs> in the middle of fucking winter in the coldest places with like a t-shirt on, you know, and t-shirt and, and corpse spikes. paint. Yeah. yeah. And spikes. Yeah. And so I, I think, and I, I, I'm a theater kid. So I think I've always liked the theatrical piece of like, uh, like black metal. So it's like, oh yeah we can be like sort of fucking like spooky you know like it's you know I, I love that sort of like semi-evil shit but it's all theatrics and it makes it really fucking you know but it makes it awesome especially if it's like accompanied by like some really great instrumentals so like and i found that stuff first but then i made my way up to like new metal and metalcore and deathcore you know and then i got more into like breakdowns but then i still loved my vocals were already sort of set to like the black metal you know setting <laughs> but you know I, I, and I found some dudes in you know close to me who were into heavy music, and we 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 made Ocean of Illusions. But before Ocean of Illusions, I was I was in a metalcore band called Ambient Ruins um, with uh, my friend Eric DiCarlo. He's a videographer now from Square Up Studios, and that was you know we used to sing and scream. That was that's the good stuff right there. That's what it was. <laughs> ambient Ruins. I think I said within the ruins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm sitting there going. I mean, my my brain had to go back like a decade, and that doesn't really work well. <laughs> Dude, Croc Rock, that was crazy, man. I don't was that that was was that the darkest hour like released for or was that the God forbid? That was the God forbid New Year's Eve show that wound up being like just us local kids watching each other and like I think my mom was there with a couple of her friends. <laughs> and this was at Croc Rock? Yeah. Yeah, dude, Tom God, Taylor <laughs> Tom Taylor Productions. God forbid always had like a just a raw deal there. Yeah. Every time God. they played there there was something raw going on. Like they played there with Death Angel one time. I never seen Death Angel at this point. And next thing you know, Death Angel plays. Place was packed. I'd say ten minutes after Death Angel, there was twenty people there. That sucks. And there's God forbid. And like God forbid's kind of local too. Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't even know who they are. God forbid. Yeah. They were. Oh my God. They, they were, were like huge in like yeah. the new wave of American heavy metal. Like when metalcore first took off. Yeah. They were like one of the, the leaders form, yeah. of like this area. Like. The leaders of the, like they were coming up at the same time as like Kill Switch and Shadows Fall, and Lamb like, of God, and yeah. all them. Yeah, there yeah, were the, cool. the vocalist of God forbid was like one of my idols, is being like a young black kid and getting into like metal. And I was like, there's a dude with locks up there, yeah, right? I, I don't like, know, him, him and Howard, you know, like and some other like some other vocalists, you know, it's good shit to see. But I, I uh, Corey Pierce, their drummer, he's in a band called uh, Disciples of Verity now with um, the vocalist from uh living color it's called yeah it's called disciples of verity they're they, they play they're from jersey now technically i used to it's run into him at guitar center all the time uh, <laughs> Corey, yeah there's a this going back a little bit speaking of that um i don't remember the guy's name but he uh, his parents lived on river road over here in redding and uh he had like lamb of god playing his in his garage oh, before no they well when they were burning the priest and yeah. he had he had god forbid i oh god i cannot if frank was here he could tell me but yeah he yeah god forbid he had punk bands he had grindcore bands all these bands that two years later were playing the big the, the bigger clubs and all that shit so yeah. i uh, cannot remember uh, alex alex's basement that was what it was oh. called yep. i remember that oh man because there were a lot of bands that played there, and that was, like, at the same time, like, 
Venarios was a place, yep. and uh, oh god, yeah, that was the weird like scene times around here. Yeah, because um, I, I was in Virginia at that point, so I was <laughs> yeah. hanging out at really good clubs. We were like playing in like pizza shops and yep. uh, like weird uh, country clubs. Like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you couldn't really get into the silo at that point. Right, I, right. I don't remember why. Well, the silo kind of didn't they kind of switch over to doing a lot of Spanish music and stuff like that? That was the upstairs. Oh, yeah. Like you could rent out the upstairs way cheaper than you could get into the whole venue. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what was going on at that point in time over there. Because I had asked somebody at one point and they were like, nah, they're doing more Spanish music concerts and stuff now and I guess the metal shows weren't bringing in the money that they used to. And I mean, I was in like 2011, 2012, I was working venues in like Philadelphia and the Spanish venues brought people or the Spanish shows brought people to venues, man. And like they drank and they partied and like they venues made a lot of money. So like, and some of those bands are really good. There was a, a band from Mexico called surface and they were like good old school death metal. And like, I instantly became friends with those guys and, Every time they were up here, like they'd bring me CDs from down there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Damn, we're on number three already. Zach, you better be going down there. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're only drinking yeah. a third of a beer, though. So, <laughs> but I, I brought up some beers from Charlotte, North Carolina, and one is very fitting. I think it's the last one we're going to crack. It's called Human Slaughter. Yes, I'm. I got oh. since we're jumping into beer. Oh, sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that's awesome. That's so nice. Yeah, phone-ins are always a bit of a pain. We're we're definitely not talking over you. There's a slight delay between you talking and it hitting the board. And then, yeah. Well, we wanted Zach here, and he was going to come up and crash with my mom and I. But uh, with that storm coming, I didn't want want Zach to risk anything. So no, it, it kind of looks like Northern Jersey's going to get it worse than we are. Yeah, so I think we're true. I think we're only getting like two to four now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I adopted a puppy from South Carolina, and he's never seen, like, cold or snow. Oh, man. So he was, like, trying to figure out how to walk on ice today. So I'm excited to see him, like, see snow come yeah. down and see what happens. Oh, he'll go nuts. Yeah. I love watching dogs. But yeah. uh, let's get into about this beer company yeah, real quick. Yeah. Well, this is Devil's – well, I'll tell you tell us about All right. it. Yeah. yeah, so this is called Devil's Logic. I work here super, super part-time, like maybe two Saturdays a month. But, you know, I get the perks of – getting their beer um so the first one we drank was community it was, it's one of their colches it's like 4.7 it's uh it's super clean i mean their whole like thing is clean crushable beers and, and it's dead dr- dead on to the style too like, yeah it, right yeah. it fits the profile perfectly and the other motto is drink fresh or go to hell um yeah the colch is awesome that's like a, a local favorite like all the bartenders come from there and then uh the next one was called crushing pills um, this actually won like best German style Pilsner that's at, really good. at the, uh, 2021 U S beer open. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Actually, we're still, I'm still drinking that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both. Yeah, we're still on now. Okay. One. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I've, I've been so into Pilsners lately. It's like, I was so glad you brought it cause it's fucking tough to find a good Pilsner. It is. Uh, victory makes a damn good one though. Yeah, they do. If, yeah. if they have it on tap around here. And then the last one is going to be called Human Slaughter. Uh, The brewer from Devils, he's from Stone Brewing out in California and moved to Charlotte and started up with these guys. So I'm excited for that because it's a West Coast and rocking my stone shirt. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, everything from everything IPA wise is like Stone's next step, I I would say. I love it. Yeah. 
Zach, do you now do you take uh take any of the craft beer in or are you just yeah, I don't yeah, want to sound I, like an like, asshole like, smoker or No, I love craft beer. I use like in college, uh I used to work at a Bottle King, think of like Costco or BJ's, but for all liquor. So they used to like take us to breweries and stuff like that. So like some of my favorite local breweries around here are like Defiant Brewery. Don't know if you guys have ever heard about them. They're really good. I heard it. Uh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, there's a uh, there's around. I, I try to like go to a, like as many local places over here. There's also Elementary. It's really good. They've got some great beers. Um, and then. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I'm a smoker, man. Like, so right now I'm smoking on some tiger cake and I have a oil pen that's some orange cream. That's why I was really hoping that you would come down because my connect in uh, Charlotte gave me a bunch of stuff for you to try because I was discussing, you know, nah. how much you enjoy parkaking. So there's Jesus stuff called, there's stuff called like cheese whiz and birthday cake and I don't uh, know what else. I was just like, yeah, Zach's going to want all this. Uh, <laughs> I'm missing it. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty new to that scene. So when they tell me like, "Oh, this is good. It's called this." I'm like, "I don't know what any of this means." But yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. Just hit Leafly, man. Hit Leafly and go online and see what it is. See what it'll do to you. Do my studies. Yep, that's it. Oh, the pens are so amazing, man. Take one or two wax off those pens, man. It just fucking I always puts it down. Oh yeah, it does. I, I always, do you know that noise that the Death Star makes right before it shoots? That that's that's exactly how I feel. Like it's like, oh yeah, like I get you, I get you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the I, like I love I love flour. Like I used to like dabs are great. Like the oil is great, but I think that shit is like too much. I, I'm I I like I love weed because I can like stay I can stay productive. But man, I felt like when I was smoking that shit, I'd be like, you know what? I'll do that later. I'll never I'll never forget when we went on the road with you. Like right before we left, we all we went up into like Zach's parents' attic and we all smoked. And like I had smoked occasionally before but man i was like i walked out of that room like do i look like an idiot like am i fumbling everywhere (laughs) yeah could could not function i sat in the van like quietly for like three hours for for three days (laughs) oceans is a weed bin they don't tell you that but that's the truth (laughs) yeah you guys are they yeah, are. Really and the new the new video and single sick by the way i don't think i've gotten to say that like in person oh thanks man i'm sorry i couldn't see you in person yeah, damn right. work. i know right but yeah if you guys haven't heard them you should definitely no i'll definitely I'll, check, I'll check them out. out the video is scary eric DiCarlo killed it on that he's been doing a lot of bigger bands lately um yeah 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 and the sh- he used to be the drummer of the first band that mike saw me in but now he's a videographer, man. No more. Dr- well, he still plays the drums, but not for a man. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing his videos of him playing at home. He's still got yeah. it. He's still got mm-hmm. it. John, aren't you playing again? Or kind of? <laughs> we we start talking and then life takes over and we yeah. never get back to it. I think we had like two actual practices in the last year. So, and you know, Brad from whatever this is is now out in L.A. Oh yeah. He's yeah. he's gone. Like he moved out to well he's actually in Anaheim. So are they still doing stuff or yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, gonna, okay, they're cool. gonna do the remote thing. Yeah. So but. So yeah, he's out there for now. That's yeah. awesome. I man, I'll tell you and if I was him I wouldn't come back. Fuck that, man. I love out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to San Jose a couple months ago and I was like, Man, this is awesome. This I, is pretty nice. It's like going to another planet, isn't it? It really is. You go out there and you're like, Whoa, this is fucking awesome. 
<laughs> as long as I'm not freezing my ass off, I really don't give a goddamn. <laughs> yeah. You can put me in the middle of the goddamn desert. I'll have fun because I'm not freezing. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. The summer in Charlotte sucked. It was super hot down there. And we just avoided, like, the, the snow. It snowed in Charlotte last night. It's, like, oh, really? the first time in a couple of years it snowed down there. Um, So, yeah, like, all my friends from down there were hitting me up, like, oh, my God, how I can't believe you missed this. And, like, I'm used to snow, you know? I was gonna, how do you drive? Yeah, yeah. And they're all worried <laughs> down there because, like, they don't winterize things. Like, they, they haven't really had to. So, like... As we were leaving, we saw people like starting to brine the road, and everybody was like, "What the hell is this?" So. I I used to live for for years. I lived in Virginia and just above Fredericksburg, and you would think, I mean, they they get snow periodically, but you would fucking think these people have never seen snow ever in their entire lives. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It turns into like a the apocalyptic scene on the roads. <laughs> like every time it snows down there, it's like. I used to always, you used to, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, it's just a little bit of fucking snow. Take your time. You know, it'd be like 10 car pileups. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty insane. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, we're waiting on big nose. He had to go to the toilet. Broke the seal already. <laughs> yeah, he's a lightweight. Juan will be throwing something at the door at him right now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess we could cir- circle back to the album stuff because, I guess we haven't really talked about the concept and all that fun stuff. Um, so we kind of like are continuing, I don't know, the weird on here, like anthology thing that we've started. Um, so this cycles uh, about a character called Tidewalker or Tidewaker that we <laughs> created. And uh, it's basically just like about time passing and, you know, having to watch like, the destruction from the last record and um you know just like conceiving death essentially um and i th- i think that a lot of it was like i hadn't really worked through like my stepbrother's passing and a bunch of stuff in my family and like joe was going through a lot of stuff too so uh we were like super nervous about handing the stuff over to anybody to like hear it um and like I think one of the first things I said to Zach was like it's not as in your face as uh, the last stuff um, but yeah it's definitely like a step back it's a bit slower some of the stuff is really fast and technical but um, you know just like kind of an overview of like depression and, and feeling sad and vulnerable and things like that but like in, a, in our own way and um, yeah it was kind of weird because I was like super nervous to show it to people because like I you know, it starts off with like a felt piano and then it breaks out into a big thing. But like speaking of Frank Phobia earlier, like he was one of the first people I showed it to. And he was like, All right, I'm pulling it up now. Wait, this is a thirty four minute song. And I was like, Well, no, but yes, in the same breath. And uh he had said like who's who's like opus did you send me? And I was like, Oh no, that's the new on hero shit, dude. And uh, you know, that's not like a it wasn't meant to be like a brag thing, but it was super cool to hear somebody like Frank Phobia, you know, say that about our stuff. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely some of the darkest stuff. Um, I think that Zach and Joe's like lyrics for it definitely like showcase what everybody was going through. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got on it. It was hard to record this album. Like we, we did things a lot different. Like normally we quad track guitars and like, there's kind of some leeway for error, but we wanted it 
unfortunately because of covid we couldn't do it but we really wanted to live track this record like have two guitarists in the room and the drummer and try to like live track it to a click and because because of covid it didn't happen so i had actually tried to play like half of the ep like straight through and uh that's like something different for us so i only like um dual tracked the entire record but uh yeah it was pretty much like long sessions of trying to record the whole thing like from start to finish and you did it all at home uh no i did it with kevin in downingtown all right so uh we did the guitars with kevin and i i just like having his eye there and i like having his ears and because he th- he's a guitar player too so he thinks a little bit outside the box and uh, it's always nice to have some like critical feedback because when it's you playing and editing it it's like I can fix that like I can do that and Kevin very much is like I want this right live um, so it's always nice to have like his critical feedback as soon as you mess up like nope restart um, and he tells you straight up how it is and then we, we track the live drums at his house too um, which like he doesn't have the perfect drum room but we like kill everything in that room and then we just kind of like beefing it up after the fact but um joe only spent like two hours there and was done like knocked it out yeah well that's that's a drummer of a different level right I, there yeah, i know i i always tell them like you're one of the best drummers i've ever heard it's just a natural yeah just so good at what he does yeah and like song writing in general like just a phenomenal songwriter and musician for sure. Yeah, they the Irritus stuff's really good too. And yeah, I mean that's there's another band too, right? Yeah, uh, they're also in Athalia, which is like a Zach. How would you describe that? Like post black metal? I don't even know. Yeah, I, I would say along more or less like along like the post black metal sort of like not even shoegaze, but it's like sort of that like dark sort of shoegaze sort of sound um yeah it's like a mix but yeah it's the best mix between like like atmospheric black metal but there's also clean vocals in it um i feel like yeah jo- josie's mix like it's a it's a very nice cool experimental project that yeah, they're working sure. on yeah and like if if you're in if you're into like i feel like if you're into if you're like into experimental like black metal and like experimental like yeah post like sort of posts like post-genre sort of things i think you'll be into it yeah and a, a lot of like the um because we used a lot of weird like jazz chords and uh progressions on the new one um athalia is like more it's deeper into that like more weird i don't know chords and patterns and progressions um i had actually filmed a video for uh one of the songs called cold and that was going to be like a that was going to be a crazy endeavor at first because it's Athalia is like a remote project. The other uh, writer is in Missouri, I think, or Minnesota, something like that. Uh, so I was like trying to coach them on how to film something, you know, from how many miles, thousands of miles away to send to me. <laughs> yep. And it didn't work out. But um, yeah, I mean, the Athalia stuff's like super dark and it, it's definitely cool if you're into like experimental things, want to have a couple beers and zone out to something that sends you on a trip and uh josie like records all that themselves like for the most part except for what chris sends them but yeah that's great yes yeah, really. I, I mean and, and that's kind of the i don't know you see a lot of that in that post black metal it's all self-done and all you know p- 
people from all over the, yeah. the world kind of get together and do cool shit. It's, Normally, it's recorded with one of those shitty uh, computer mics from like 2003. But, <laughs> but, and uh, it sounds like it. Yeah, but, but the uh, the Athelia stuff's a little bit more high fidelity. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's the one thing that I, that back in the day, I mean, like I said, I'm old school here. Um, when you said black metal, you had to watch what you were getting yourself into oh, just yeah. because of the fact that not not for you know their yeah. their their stance and everything like that, but you might have gotten a demo from somebody that sounded like it was recorded in a boombox outside yeah. of a you know a garage, like like the first four Dark Throne albums, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and there, and the thing about black metal, and this is really weird, that still there's people today that are like that is true black metal, and it's like, dude, you got you got you got to give me something true, with true some with the V, sound. yeah, with the V. <laughs> I hate that narrative because like I understand wanting to stay like true to. Uh, I don't know, like the essence of metal, but man, it's so cheap to sound so good these days. Like almost anybody could do it. You could buy a good microphone for like fifty bucks, and most of the like software is free. Just, just do it. That's. I tend to be more of a fan of Swedish <laughs> black metal. <laughs> what? I saw his eyes light up as soon as he sipped on this. Ah, oh, that is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more at my mom's house. I only brought. Pretty much one of each, except for the Pilsner. Would she mind if we just show up at random no, times no, to get not beer? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> there's, uh, there's two of the bourbon barrel stouts that I had brought for... Yeah, I brought them for one. Oh, all right. But oh, man. since I heard he bourbon wasn't here, stout. I was like, I can re-gift these. That <laughs> is some good West Coast IPA that right, right there. It, now you know why I started making those noises. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right. And that just, just lingers, too. Mm-hmm. That bitterness is just hanging right there in the back of the tongue. Yeah. Ah, that is human slaughter. That oh. might be one of my favorite West Coast IPAs ever. We have a lot of people that come in and they're like, "I'll have a human's laughter," but like on our menu, <laughs> on our menu it says like, "How did you pronounce it?" We're like, "No, it's slaughter." Human's it's laughter. laughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you can't spell slaughter without laughter, right? Yeah, man, this is true. Well, hey, that's the half glass, you know, half full, half empty thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Speaking of that, have any of you guys watched the new Dexter show yet? No, no, no. Heard heard about it. Heard about it. It's twisted. No, it's I'm very twisted. I'm into Book of Boba Fett and The Witcher right now. All right, The Witcher was good. I binge watched that in like a day. Yeah, The Witcher was very good. I, I need to start the Book of Boba Fett. Didn't get that far in my life yet. I'm I really a- don't watch too many regular shows. I watch a lot of anime. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I watch. I don't really watch real people on screens anymore. I'm like I'm, giving up. I'm like weird with the Boba Fett stuff because I want to watch everything at once now. Like, I feel like if I'm taking an hour away, like, my ADHD is going to get the best of me, and then I'm just going to waste the rest of the night. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a leg on this. It's not as good as The Mandalorian so I mean, far. I watched the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, it's definitely a slower start, but I hope it gets better. I mean, when you look at The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian has now become one of my all-time favorite Star Wars things. I mean, it's just phenomenal the way they did that. I shared a meme. I I shared a meme the other day that was like, "You might think you're cool, but you'll never be as cool as Mando carrying Baby Yoda with the Beskar (laughs) staff on your back and the dark saber, that walking a moth back to his like bridge on his own ship." That I mean, hey, it's not wrong. Spoilers if you haven't watched that show yet. And all, all I can see, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, you got fucking problems. We have, yeah, we can't hold out on the stuff anymore. We yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm 48, and I grew up with Star Wars, 
when I seen that that scene in the last episode, I mean, I was almost in tears when I realized like what was going. Like you I seen that X wing, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, oh one X wing, and I was like, he's here. I was like, fuck, <laughs> like your eyes were all watery. It was yeah, like, right? this is fucking. I mean, I'm getting tingly just talking about it. <laughs> It was, it I'm was, just going to sit back. It was seriously one you're, of the but best. But you're a Trekkie, aren't you? No. Oh, oh. I, I, I'm a weird guy. <laughs> I'm just going to say this now. I'm not going to argue. Um, you want my TV shows? I watch old, like, Seinfelds and, yeah, like, but The League. Because I really, when I get done with work for the day or if I get done working on the podcast or anything I like that. I heard that, Zach. All I do <laughs> is I just turn my brain off. Yes, yeah. you know, and I go to like Cheech and Chong movies. Just, oh, nice. <laughs> Zach just came back for that one. <laughs> just anything that I could just turn my head off and zone out to. Yeah, me. Family Guy's my shutdown show. That's There's what I put one. on at night. I can't. I don't really like Family Guy. I don't know. I, used, yeah. a, I feel like there was a certain season for me where I stopped, but I do love like any of the old episodes. I love them. Yes, you oh, know, yeah. funny you say that because between season four and about season eight are my favorite. Mm. I think they kind of went, I don't know. I think they ran out of ideas after season eight. Like, I still watch yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. American Dad took it for me for about a while. I was with American Dad for a long time. I feel like they. Because I think for I think for Family Guy they just had too many cutaways. They went they they when well, they went too cutaway heavy, <laughs> and then and then for. Um, and then for like I feel uh, American Dad they 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 you know whatever the comedy was it was still in the same scene you know it wasn't like they had to rely on cutaways I feel like that was one of the reasons I, I hopped ship for a bit. Yeah, American Dad was really good for a while too. Then they kind of lost me on that one. It's yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big Archer fan. Okay. Yeah. Yo, right. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I need to go back and hit Archer. That's I finally got around to watching the final season. Well the most recent season and i teared up a bit like uh his his relationship with his mother reminds me a bit of mine just like their sass back and forth and like their insults at each other even though they love each other but uh the voice actress had passed away from fighting cancer for i don't know the last like decade or so but they they, like sent her character off very well so Hmm. i'll have to go back and visit that just like the end of uh the mandalorian i teared up a bit for sure (laughs) <laughs> no, I I flat out almost cried at that. That was just so good. Like, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still laughing because I'm like, man, I I don't know any of these. Things. I know what you guys are talking about, but I've never seen a minute of any of these. This is how we feel when you talk about the abstract '80s death metal bands. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I can say one newer show that I do watch is uh, Tacoma FD. It's um, the guys from... Uh, Is that a truck? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the guys from um, Super Troopers and uh, Beer League and all that. Oh, okay. They have a... It's... They're... They work... They, they're they're a fire department and they get in all kind of zany situations. Shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> the shenanigans, yeah. And it's uh, 30 minutes long and, you know, just, you can zone out to it. We should all write a show about bands going on shitty tours and vans. <laughs> that would be great. I would watch that every week. We'll do a slapstick, like Letter Kenny style, just like highbrow, insulting humor. And uh... well, you got to have like the whole like divination, um, gloominous doom thing. That would be like the odd couple. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be great. When we did the run with them, that 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 should have been filmed because that was that was funny. 
I mean, that's kind of how it was when Oceans and On Hero were sharing a van, too. It was... See, we learned not to share a van with, with Gloom Doom. We <laughs> we kind of, from playing with them so much, we kind of went, no. With the dildos and the porn mags kind of yeah, cramped your style. The other thing was, they never had hotel rooms. We did. I mean, this was a vacation for us. Yeah. We were all older and had, you know, and uh, we were told well in advance by a bunch of other people, do not tell them where you're staying. <laughs> So we, when they would ask, we'd be like, oh, yeah, you see that hotel right there? Go the next block. Yeah. And in the meantime, we were on the complete other side of town. That's kind of how it was when we went on the van run for a while. Um, like, we all had been working forever. Like, I was managing a bar and all that. So, like, every night we were like, fuck, we don't want to sleep in a van. And I remember, like, the dudes in Oceans teasing us, like, it's tour. Sleep in the van. And I messaged Zach, like, dude, you can come in. Like, please take a shower. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we were, uh, like, the one time Gloom was, was saying to us, oh, hey, we're, we're hanging out at, at this place, and we're like, oh, we're eating right now. They're like, what do you mean you're eating? Yeah, we're, like, having steaks at Outback. <laughs> and they're like, you don't eat steaks on tour. Like, <laughs> we do. Yeah, right. What do you want us to eat? Like, instant noodles? Hard pass. PB&J. All day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if we were like on the, because like when we did our thing, it was just like a weekender, right? I think it was like three or four days, something like that. Yeah, we yeah we didn't go for too long. Yeah, it was just quick. It was like, I want to say Vermont, Connecticut, and New York. Maybe there might have been like one other night in there, but it was like a super quick weekend. Vermont? Right? I didn't even know anybody went to Vermont. I, I feel like it was Vermont, like, New Hampshire. I think it was New Hampshire. So what kind yeah. of fucking bands play in Vermont? I don't know, but they probably smoke good weed up there. And, and have man Vermont buns. Is Vermont and, is beautiful. And really good beer. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is, yes, there's great breweries in Vermont as well. And the Ben and Jerry's Factory, guys. You should go. There's $7 tours, man. They that's give you a, ice cream. That's there's unfair. Fucking, there's an ice cream cemetery of all the flavors that aren't in existence anymore. It's amazing. Can you, you still go. scoop it out of there, or is it just like... They, they, they'll just give you what they have there, you know? Like, mm. they have a couple different options, but it's cool, you know? But the ice cream cemetery, like, it's like an outside little portion of the factory, and it's like headstones for all the, like, different <laughs> shits that they've just... Deceased ice cream. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's just, like, discontinued, like, you know, like, crazy names and shit like that that they've tried, or, like, creations that they've tried or never released and shit. Maybe that should be a death metal project. Name a song after every deceased Ben and Jerry's flavor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Moose Knuckle. So, wait, that's that's not an ice cream. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Base the it's band name off some like lactose intolerant function. <laughs> death metal band, like medical shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carcass. Uh. I've, been, I've been joking around with uh, one of the like brewery managers about starting up like a shitty thrash death metal band about brewing beer. So we were trying and like naming a song about all the different processes. We were trying to come up with like band names. So the one was like bottom feeder. And we said that to somebody and they were like, Oh, that's like talking about, you know, eating butt. And we were like, Oh yeah, that's kind of weird. But, uh, <laughs> I believe there's a New York there. Is, and then we discovered, yeah, we discovered the heart. What's that? You should just go Brewmaster. That's so Tahiti stuff. Yeah. But like, <laughs> we could do like B R U E, but the U's of E. 
Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Or do the Uber, do the Uber, like do the Uber, uh, fucking you. So it's B R U Master or something. You know, some weird fucking yeah, take now, on. Now we're thinking. See, I needed you back in my life, talking, talking these ideas. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking great. Just hot, get wasted. Hop killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like so many good one. hop names too. Like, oh, I know. Falconer. I mean, even like Cascade's cool. Even the basic ones are cool. I don't know. Cascade's <laughs> some dude with a fucking man bun. Galaxy. And a man purse. Warrior hops. A warrior. warrior hops. There you go. That sounds. Yeah, right. That sounds I, like a, I do like I'd listen to that band. Falconer's Flight. That sounds like a speed metal band from the early 80s. Yeah, right. Just glamming it up. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Like an 84 IROC Z. Hell yeah. Fucking blaring poison. I need to buy like an acrylic BC Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think Juan has one actually. He would. he still has his from a border side. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Is it Raven he had? No. Wait. What did he have? Um, I don't remember uh, what, what the he hell was that called. Juan cut off his dreads, right? Yeah. 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 I thought so. Yeah, he's got short hair now. Was it the BC Rich bitch? No, I don't think it was a bitch. It was the weird one when it had like the the blade oh, the kind on the bottom. Yeah. Um what the hell was that one? I don't know. I, I almost said Cadillac, but that was a Dean one. Yeah. I'll have to get a picture of it the next time I'm over at his place and I'll post it on the page. BC Rich made some inter- his son was doing guitars for a while too. I mean, I think he like took over something at uh BC Rich, but he was like trying his own thing. For yeah, he had his own brand there for a while. Bernie and, Rico, yeah, Bernie Rico Junior, something they, like that. Well, Wands is still a New Jersey made one before yeah. they had moved, which are the more valuable ones at this point. Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, yeah, those Bernie Ricos, um, like Suffocation plays those. X Order yeah. plays them. Uh, Who? X Order. No, no, no. What guitar? Bernie oh. Rico Junior. Yeah, it's BC Rich's son. Like oh, he, right. he went on to try to do his own thing, and they were like super boutique, boutique guitars. Like, yeah, like they were custom for yeah. the person. Like, well, who, who's he, the guy down in New Jersey that builds them? He builds them for all. Like the guy from Sadistic Vision. Yeah, uh, Brian was telling us. Oh. Like he went down and actually helped him like sand, sand it and everything, and and build it. Uh, was that John McAtee? I think from Incantation had his there. Uh, was was that Bernie? It might have been. Yeah, because I think he is from Jersey. Yeah, no, no, no. It's from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, it's um, Fatal... Oh, is it Fatal Portraits, the band? We've seen them. They opened up for Obituary. The guitar player is the guy who builds guitars. Yeah. Oh, Prophet. Fatal Prophet. Yeah. My brain has completely went off. Um, I don't know. We, we got to talk to Brian again anyway. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, we'll him. ask him about that. But they actually had like... So him and, I don't know if you're familiar with Statistic Vision, they're an old school death metal band down from York, but they actually moved up here from Louisiana. Oh, okay. And a friend of theirs sent up a big hunk of Cypress from like their area where they all used to hang out and they fucking built guitars out of the Cypress. Like the bass player and the guitar player both built guitars out of the Cypress. It was pretty cool. Speaking of North Carolina bands, I... uh... I live like two blocks away from a coffee shop called um, Queen City Grounds. And I was in there one morning, like just super tired and hungover. And I look up and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Paul Wagner from Between the Berry to me. <laughs> He's like a part owner of Queen City Grounds and like sells the coffee that he roasts there and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. I had to try to not fanboy out. I was just like, <laughs> thanks for the coffee, dude. <laughs> totally well, fanboying out on the inside, though. Well, circling back around here to Zach. Yeah. Mike told us that you know the guys from Lorna Shore. And yeah. yeah. Oh, I, like, was save, I was saving that for the end to try to be like, cliffhanger. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I grew, I grew, I like, I grew up with the vocalist now, which is Will Ramos. But when Tom Barber and Austin's been in the band for a long time, um, because oh, Ocean's been, like I said, Ocean's has been around since 2011, 2012. Um, they're a Jersey band, so we've played with them for like a long time, and like it's just crazy to see them like blow up and you know get as far as it as they as they've done. Well, it's Juan is a huge Lorna Shore fan, and he's like he's going to be all over this if I don't say something to you about trying to hook us up with a Lorna Shore interview. Will will do it. I, we, one, yeah, once we're done, just send me your email and stuff, and I'll send it over to Will and let let him know that you guys are interested and have them get back. Will's a total goofball. You guys would fucking love him. He's, oh, he's a great, a absolutely. great guy. We love goofballs. That's kind of our yeah. MO. I was yeah. actually disappointed because like, when I was up here, I want to say last March, um, doing some of the Rivers video stuff, one of the first days I got here was like an off day, and I was actually supposed to drive over to his place and like film him doing some video cover or something like that, because uh, he like partnered with a studio out in Tennessee, and my second shooter was from there, and like the assistant was part of a project. It's a huge long story. So anyway, we we're like, oh, we're all here. We might as well come up and hang out with you and film you while we're here. But there was an accident going up like sixty one. We we're going to be sitting there for like four hours. So I had to text Will, like, sorry, dude, we're not going to be able to make it. He was bummed, but, yeah, when, when we went on the road with Zach, um, he, Will was in a band called Monument of Memory, and they were out with us, too. <laughs> dude, that, I'm pretty sure I could pull up, like, the text messages from that, that weekend, and, like, it's mostly Will, like, in arcades, sending us videos of him, like, challenging <laughs> us to video game races and shit. Oh, that's great. We were having a, we had a good time that tour. It was, like, it was just so funny, you know? Like, and I think it was a nice, like, spread. We had, like, a metalcore band. We're, like, deathcore, and you guys are, like, pro, like in here is, like, prog death metal. So it was, it was a cool, like, spread. And the bands we found to hit the dates with us, like, they were interesting as well. So it, it was, a like, in, in, like, the whole group of, like, folks in the band were just really like funny and genuine people so it made for a really like great weekend it was just nonsense and a lot of nonsense <laughs> it's cool when they do a bunch of different mixed bands on a bill like that so you're not just getting hammered with four death metal bands or four you know what i mean it's i mean we still got hammered mike's just like we just got hammered yeah <laughs> well i mean that's kind of a given yeah i mean i think I think the first two nights or something like that, like we had offered to open, but that was cool because like we were kind of treating it like a, just a getaway. So like we got to go out with our good friends and like watch them play, but we'd be like, all right, fuck it. We're, we're like done. We don't have to worry anymore. Like we're going to drink now, like have fun suckers. Um, yeah, and it was a good time, like partying in the van and then drinking in the venue. And I think Zach and Adam drove that whole time. And that could have been a TV show in and of itself. Like watching you two in the front seat, <laughs> fucking like smoking and going back and forth. I don't think I've laughed harder in a long time. It, it was a lot of like it was great. Like <laughs> you know. And that, that that's also the cool part too, is like we had known we had been in a van with Zach already, so we we're like, this dude's definitely the fucking guy. You know? And just so yeah, people I, I, 
came with your van for a point, right? Yes. <laughs> we were switching we were switching members and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just so people know, like Adam didn't leave on a bad note. Right? No, Adam he, no, I mean, we no, we like we still love Adam. He's uh he's still very much like a part of I don't know how to do, like he still does all of our artwork. Um he's been helping with like the layout of all that and uh he we like we still bounce ideas off like he's still in the band chat even with Zach. Like we talk about ideas for the record and like visual ideas and you know, that's always kind of been like what he wanted to do anyway. It was more like the visual side and kind of like helping shape the aesthetic. Um so no, no no bad note whatsoever. Um you know, we, we love that dude to death. He just like there was a lot of work that we had to get put in and Adam's a very free spirit, so he was like, All right, well I'm just gonna come in and like try something. And we're like, Oh fuck, we need like results done. You know, like we're always like we have the whole record done. We need this done. So uh you know, he was just kinda like, I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure and like I feel like this isn't really for me. Like I just kinda wanna do art for you guys and like help you come up with ideas and i mean it was it was super amicable like that's still one of my best friends every time i'm up here we're hanging out so yeah he's good dude i haven't seen him i see him outside his girlfriend's tattoo shop all the time yeah yeah like he'll be out front but yeah I, they they used to live in west reading over by uh it was the old high school that they like renovated that they, they, yeah in the back there that yeah. they closed down yeah there. yeah but there were like and adam was trying to rally for like all the tenants because like I guess there was a water main issue that yeah. like they basically just kept shoving on the under the carpet like this yeah. doesn't exist and uh, a lot of those people like i guess got forced out and yeah had, they got fucked had, they like, threw they basically no home, threw them all basically. out yeah. yeah so adam was like trying to do a last minute like fundraiser to raise money and like temporary shelter for all those people but i don't know what's going on over there now so where's he live now i don't know him and his girlfriend got another spot um and they were lucky like they had a friend they stayed with her for maybe a week or two but then they found another spot but uh she still works over at eternal lotus yeah and that was like a dude so i went to high school with megan megan was like one of my best friends growing up and uh sean eckenroth we all call him Ecky, he opened up that tattoo parlor oh all right but it was funny like because i've been good friends with adam for like a decade too and uh every time i saw him like talking to a chick i'm like man i wish you could meet my friend megan so then, like, one day we were at, like, an on-hero practice, and he's like, I think I'm, like, seeing some chick you know, like, Megan Megan McCrennan or Megan, and I was like, McLennan? Like, yeah, that's the chick I wanted to introduce you to all these years. <laughs> so, yeah, super small world. I'm glad they found each other because uh, she's a sick tattoo artist, sick to artist in general. Yeah, I bump into him a lot walking around West Reading. Half the time he doesn't see me, I'm just like, yo, bro, what's up? He's like, hey, and that's all it is. <laughs> He probably does like I feel like if I didn't remind Adam that we're friends, he wouldn't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely in a world all his own. Oh yeah. Like not a and not a bad way. No, no, not, not a at bad all. way, yeah. but just just on his own like wavelength. And it's so cool like seeing all the shit he's doing. Uh and I'm super happy for him. Um he was actually like we had just been talking probably two or three weeks ago, because, uh, you know, everything like ended so amicably and like on the new record we kind of have all these ideas for like different characters that kind of pop up and stuff like that so he might come in like super last minute and throw a couple screams on there just to like in the background oh, nice um, yeah i think that i think that in a couple like super low in the mix um kevin might have kept a couple of his like weird whispers and stuff 
because I remember him talking that he still had some of those. But yeah. So wrapping up the Andhira thing, totally. Like, where are we at? Uh, man, I don't the mix know. is just about done, right? The mix is done. Yeah. So you right. got the final mix on it, and yeah, we got yep. the, we got the final mix back. What like three weeks ago, Zach? Yeah, we got to just set a release date. You know, uh, send it out for promo and stuff, and see where it, you know see where we go. And we got to. I think we sort of took promo pictures, but uh, we got to take some pictures and you know the fun stuff, and then. And then, you know, sort of drop it. And like Mike said, hopefully uh, we can work towards like a music video or something to give it some sort of visual. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I've been trying to set up a time to do some like teaser promo shoots and kind of get somebody dressed up and do some weird stuff in a body of water. Um, but it's like the water temperature has been too cold in North Carolina to like force somebody to go out there. Uh, so. We're going to do that. Um, I definitely want to shoot a video for the single, but it's just like finding out the logistics and timeline of everybody right now. Like we don't have it. If this record was supposed to drop in 2019, like that was our target date. We wanted to do an EP every single year on the year. And I think at this point we were supposed to be dropping like our full length album, which is something we'll talk about at a later date. But uh, we had an idea of how all the stories were going to kind of come together and wrap up in a full length record. Um. so yeah like no official date hopefully sometime this year after we can figure out the video and all that fun stuff so I mean you guys gotta be ready to like you've gotta be like you and I were texting the other day and I said you gotta be fucking sick of hearing so this thing of this like you've gotta be ready to play it live I like hate, to get I, out and I, I have a love hate relationship with this record <laughs> like but you've gotta be ready to do it live like oh, to get yeah. out and really you know throw it out in front of people like both you guys like have to be just like chomping at the bit to do it oh yeah big t- i mean i've been dying to share the stage with zach for for a long time so to be able to like do this project with him is pretty awesome and some of these songs definitely have some like crazy banger parts that i think a crowd would eat up but um yeah, yeah. i'm mission for it now that like you said that the album's all but excuse me all but done do you go back to listen to this do you or does this just sit on the shelf and you don't touch it again forever i've i've played it for a couple friends in person okay um just to kind of like get a gauge of like what other people because like when you're an artist you're like yeah this sounds sick but like you always have those friends that'll kick you the real deal like dude this shit sucks right so i played it for a couple people like in a room just to kind of gauge and everybody's like seemed to like it like i haven't really told them uh, I think I listened to it like once um, just to like hear it and st- like outside of listening for mix ideas and right. stuff and like I'm still super proud of it but okay. I also want to like separate myself from it so that when I hear it mastered I could be like hell yeah Zach do you do the same thing or are you just once again you're done you heard uh, the product and you went alright uh, I'm putting this off to the side I worked on it too much no, I showed it to some of my friends who I know like love black metal and stuff like that, and so like like Mike, they've like they've liked it so far. So I'm really excited to for us to like put it out so the general public could hear it. Um, no, but I, I listen to it because like it's like I said, it's an album that I've always sort of wanted to do. Um, like I love breakdowns, I love motion, I love people going crazy, I love like the breakdowns and all that stuff, fun stuff. But this is more of like the alley I've always wanted to go up. And like what makes Oceans interesting as a deathcore band, like I sort of put those elements in that, but that's not the music we play. And for this project, I was able to do some of the 
like sort of slow poetic sort of you know uh like black metal witchy kind of stuff which was kind of cool so it's very yeah. he's very witchy on it like <laughs> very witchy um yeah i don't know we we got to try a lot of st- and that was what was cool about this one like we didn't feel like we had to fit a mold for anything we were like we can do whatever we want now um and we we have some ideas for the next record like i think the next record we have some ideas written and stuff and it's definitely going to be a bit more aggressive and in your face just to kind of like move along theme wise but it'll still be at the on here shit you know like we're still going to do weird stuff and like the byzantine kind of double what is it double harmonic minor thing that we've always done but <laughs> it'll be, it, it's going to be a bit more aggressive um but still like you know crazy mythology shit and, yeah but you guys do a really good job at a lot of bands do things in the studio that they can't necessarily deliver live whereas you guys don't ever overextend yourselves to the point that you can't pull it off live you know what i mean like we appreciate that we're like before zach joined and i'm sure even more so now like we all came from bands where we had to like record live and we always felt like a live show was better and like more aggressive and intimate and stuff like that but I've always felt like people had this weird idea of on here, like, oh, that's a studio band with, like, weird shit in the background. But, like, we got aggressive and we got in your face and we were down on the fucking floor with people, like, playing. So it's always nice to hear that, you know, well, I mean, we pulled and, it off live. I mean, I seen you live before I actually heard your recorded stuff. I yeah. seen you at Reverb. I forget who you opened for. What Do you remember what show that was? Might have been with Rivers. Yeah, it might have oh, been the yeah, Rivers I, uh, actually, Black Crown was, show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, not Black Crown. I've never seen Black Crown. We did open for Black Crown there, too. But I think it was the Rivers show you guys opened up for them. That was the first time I seen you guys. And then I... No, that's a lie. It was over at Shocktoberfest. Oh. That was where I first seen you guys. Cause it, and you guys had to pack up quick and boogie to a different yeah gig, I, think. I was gonna say which year so zach there's like this thing in Reading, pennsylvania called shocktoberfest and i don't know like it's a it's a little halloween town basically yeah like, it's you a know, haunted um haunted woods hayride amusement park thing yeah, yeah so frank phobia had gotten us on and he's like do you want to open up for wednesday 13 and i think my exact words were like not really but okay <laughs> and i remember the show yeah because you helped us like, yeah you held Josie's yeah. bass drum for for yeah. them so that they yeah it was play. it kept on sliding off the 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 track yeah and I noticed he was having this problem I come running over and I pulled it up and I ne- I didn't even know what the guy looked like because you had the hoods on <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, there was like some weird bass drum problem I don't know like the leg was something on the leg was broke but it yeah. was it was a problem like at ev- everything that we had done before that and I was like we need to get this fixed and our fix that day was John holding the bass drum there for us. <laughs> Um, so thank you for that. Not but a problem. We, we had put, and that, oh my God, that night was a shit show. Cause we, we kept going to the beer distributor right down the road. Okay. And like bringing back cases of lion's head and just getting shitty behind our merch. <laughs> we played first that day. Yeah. It was like one of our first shows ever. So we were like, fuck it. Who cares? And then the next year, Frank was like, Hey, I want to offer you guys like a higher up spot or whatever. And I was like, Oh, can we open up again? And Frank was like, why? So you can get blackout wasted again and i was like no we have a show that same day so like if we can open up we can make it to that other show and we got to do that again so we did back-to-back years there um it's always super fun because like that first first day we like got dressed back up in our garb and went out in the 
like haunted area and like fucked with the performers and <laughs> we got to know a lot of them and they were all like super into the band because we were like this is how we look and you know like a bunch of people hooked us up with like stage makeup and stuff for free and well and and wrapping that up with the whole connection is Juan also does makeup yeah, yeah. he does like all the zombies and shit like that over there yeah it's wild we've definitely been like super close to Juan before we knew Juan so hopefully Zach they they bring that back. They've kind of like put that thing on the back back burner for now. So ho- Oktoberfest, yeah, yeah, the the live shows, yeah. So hopefully that kind of comes back. It'd be cool to see you guys play there again. I'm sure we will. Like if it ever comes back, and Frank sends me show stuff all the time. Um, yeah. Once we get it all figured out, like we're we're in the midst of um because we had to be in North Carolina for like two years. Uh, so we're at like the tail end of that second year and I'm hoping like now I get to come back and be a bit more involved with the scene up here. Definitely miss it. Are you going to end up back in Philly? You think? I don't know. Kind of floating the idea of like buying a property. So this area is definitely like keen on that, even though I don't want to be in Berks County. I'd like to like (laughs) buy in like Downingtown. Gee, why? Why wouldn't you want to be in Berks County? There's uh, six exciting <laughs> blocks in Berks County, and it's all in West Reading. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That, yeah, that's that's a little slow for me, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. I miss Philly immensely, but it's like you know, you need to have like a million dollars to buy a property there right now. Well, I mean, and kind of you were there during the whole. I was there the, in the bad times. We'll call it. Yeah, I was there during shutdown. Uh, it was like. A, a couple days in the beginning I walked around and like seeing the city barren like not a soul in the city was terrifying like very post-apocalyptic feeling um well and then they had in West Philly they had the the BLM riots like and we have a friend that was there and unfortunately he was in the basement with his wife and kids uh, and they had tear gas coming in the house like they were uh, that close to it like it was that's crazy yeah it got pretty bad in West Philly for a while yeah, for a while there, we saw, um, and I mean, like, Zach and I had been talking about it the whole time, uh, but just, like, I could, I mean, I could see, like, shit on fire from my rooftop in Philly, and, like, it was wild, man. I, I thought for sure the world was, like, ending during during shutdown, like, yeah. and being in the city, and, like, the, I, I went to walk my dog, like, one of the days, and I saw, like, you know, like a truck had been set on fire. I think somebody just did that. To, I think that was personal. Well, that is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> totally fun. I think that was like a personal attack, but I was just like walking my dog, like super tired, like, oh, a truck was set on fire here. Like, what the fuck is happening? You know? Well, that, that sounds scary in itself. I mean, I mean, that yeah. was like the real deal. I was there, I was in Philly like 2019 after um, Decibel, 2018, and... On a Sunday, we're down by the waterfront. And there's like one car going up uh, six seventy six or whatever that is. That, yeah. The seventy six right by the, but there was like one car and it was kind of freaky. Yeah. Because I know the night before it was booming. There was people everywhere, but it was like the you know the day after the apocalypse. Now, yeah. from what you're saying, I don't know. I don't want to be near any of that kind of shit. No, it. The, these were really really strange times. Like right after that, like we had to go out to L.A. So. Yeah. Right in the middle of the pandemic, my wife and I have to fly to fucking L.A. This was right after the first round of riots in L.A. So right. where we stayed, there was tons of businesses, like, boarded up. Right. And with 
and and a lot of them had signs in the window that said either black owned, gay owned, whatever business. Right. And we got, we got to LA the day before the next round of protests, which in and of itself was pretty cool to see because it was gay pride and black lives matter got together. Yeah, that's awesome. And fucking had this huge protest in LA. I've never seen so many helicopters in the sky right. over a fucking city ever. It was the craziest. I mean, it was cool to be part of yeah. because it actually was peaceful. Uh, but it was wild. It was just really wild shit that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Our, uh, our roommate, Lauren, um, she's African-American and like, that that was like my sister like when i was living in philly because like we would cook meals together and like she wanted to meet zach super bad um and like just have us all party and like i went out to our family cookouts and like we had a blast so i i went down into some of the protests with her and um i i forget who i was talking to but i was like it's wild that like at the protests they're doing a better job of like social distancing and handing out masks and just all that than like even the government was <laughs> you yeah. know like it was it was crazy crazy times like don't uh yeah i know I, I like unfortunately now i feel like the lockdowns like would be like impossible again i think yeah. if even tried that people would really unfortunately riot and wouldn't even be peaceful this time like, at, at least this lets you know who would lie about a, a bite in a zombie apocalypse you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a list of people I would take out first. <laughs> Should it happen? Yep, it's it's there. Yeah, right. <laughs> the list is stored. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I I was definitely worried because at the time right before lockdown I had like um I was trying to leave the bar industry and get into like photo and video production full time. So like I had just invested like too many thousands of dollars on equipment and I was supposed to go shoot the band 4 years strong. And the day that I was supposed to shoot that was the day that the city like locked down, so they can't they canceled our shoot and everything. Jeez, yeah. So it was. It, this has been really the last two years have been the strangest. I mean, just shit that I never thought I would see. Like, yeah. I mean, and I'm I know I'm not alone in that, but it's just strange fucking times. Yeah. Like I can remember, like I had I was a critical worker, so I had to go to work. Right. Going to work in the morning. And there was like two cars on the highway, like <laughs> yeah. where I'm used to fucking getting to work and being totally enraged, right. you know, have a yeah. like a really bad case of road rage every morning. And like it taking an hour and a half. And when there's no cars, it takes you like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and I think like spinning off that because like, I, you know, some of the people I've shown them the new on here shit too. They're like, oh, wow. Like the, uh, the pandemic hit you super hard, huh? Like, this is really depressing. And it's like, I mean, we wrote this, like, beforehand, but it definitely, like, showed, like, you could feel it. Definitely that sense of, like, loneliness and lockdown and isolation. Like, it's there. Yeah, I can't imagine that, like, black metal didn't peak on Spotify during that time. should have. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're... Awkward silence. Radio silence. Yeah. I don't know which one the button is to do the... The, the chirps. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think we're, nope. I think we're all reaching for something to smoke at that point in time. <laughs> well, you know what? Since you just did that soundbite, you know what we should do before we go into the next segment uh, with Mike here? We should play the uh, the commercial. Oh. I, yeah. can't rem- I can't remember where the commercial even is. You just hit it with the that button. 
Yeah. Before we go too much further, let's uh, do our usual. We have a friend named Paul that runs a zine called Soul Grinder Zine. And this is the commercial for Soul Grinder Zine. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. And that was Soul Grinder Zine's commercial, yes. which is pretty cool. It definitely, when I first heard it, it reminded me of like the early 2000s, like Flash uh, animated cartoon advertisements. <laughs> and like all the parody ones, like, buy manpower protein. <laughs> <laughs> Beef <cake>! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. When uh, back. Back when I was like 19, I was recording with uh, Radka, and we did like a fake advertisement for those fucking Redner's beef sticks that he loved. Oh my god, remember that was those? The, yep, I loved recording there because you had to bring those with. You had to bring those. What the the Redner's brand ones? Yeah, yep. like. <laughs> but you had to bring those. You had to bring like a, a shitty plastic McDonald's cup. Yep. And like a six pack of O'Doul's so that he could drink with you. Yep. Oh, those were those were this was the days, man. Oh yeah, these these were the times. Zach, this was like uh, like one of the lead engineers at like the silo and all the local venues back in the day. He would record all the local bands like in his house and uh, like in the in the garage in his backyard. And uh, like the control room looked like you were on a spaceship, but yep. then you were in a garage like recording. Yep. But he was like the the town uncle to all the bands mm. and like. You know, when you talk to Brody from Rivers, he'll say, like, the same thing, like, Uncle Dad and Uncle Dadka and Dad... Like, we all had so many nicknames yep. for him. Um, oh, that's cool. And a killer drummer. Like, Fuck. Really? Yeah. Radka? Amazing. Dude, you could find pictures of him from, like, the 80s. Like, Who did he play with? Remember when Craze, um, back in the day, switched yeah. over to Picasso Trigger? Yeah. He was their drummer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like that's wild. Sick. <laughs> yeah, remember uh, Y102 used to play like uh, the Halloween theme song, but it was like kind of metaled up a little bit. That was his band. Oh shit! Happy Stance. Yeah, yeah. He's a killer. Like he used to always joke and like kick our drummer off the kit. Yeah, and just fucking rock out with us for a couple minutes. There's probably tapes of that somewhere, and he recorded you to tape, so like you had to play the shit tight, right? And like. Yeah, we couldn't do on here a shit to that. I bet it would sound sick, but... I, I got an interesting story for you. I, I, I don't know if you ever heard this. When we did uh, Three Nails of Fate, me and our, our singer, Mac, show up, and uh, the door just flies open, and it's Radka. And he's like, yo, Eastside's coming over. I'm like, well, we're... Who? This band, uh, Eastside, from uh, Boston. Um, They were just happened to be on tour, and he goes, just hands me like 200 bucks in cash. He goes, go get beer. 
go get Jack Daniels. Well, fuck, we're supposed to mix, man. Yeah. So we go and get all this beer. We come back, and these guys pull up. None of us remember the mixing. None <laughs> of us. That uh, Marvin the Martian he had there. Yeah. Oh, that thing got violated in so many ways. I, so the fun part of this story is the next morning I wake up, and I am so hungover. I don't even know how I got home. Yeah. And the phone's ringing, and it's Radka. And he's like, hey, if I can't find your recordings, it's free. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, I lost everything. Well, the good thing that Radka does is, you know, yeah. he backs up, backs up, yeah. backs up. Like, there's four backups. Oh, yeah. He could only find the last backup. Oh, man. So we had to go back and redo the whole mix, and we got nothing done that night anyway. Yeah. But... Rack is the man, though. Like, I remember one day he hit me up, like, hey, I need help in the studio. Like, can you come over? And I showed up, and, like, Triple H was there to record overdubs for, yep. like, yeah. the WWE game. Oh, so you were part of that? Because Frank, I, I, Frank well, talked about that when he was here, about how they all these WWE stars were coming yeah. in and recording. Yeah, Stacey the, Keebler used his bathroom. Yeah, at the time, Rack, I had been, like, talking to him about teaching me, like, audio engineering. So, like... He was like, hell yeah, if you can come here, I'm like recording something. You can kind of see how I do it. And like Triple H was recording fucking vocal lines. And it's funny, like, I think I was like 20 or 21 and like Frank came over to help produce vocals on one of the like DOA tracks way back in the day. So having Frank in that studio too, like nothing got fucking done. No, no. I I like had to pull Radka aside like, hey, dude, I'm paying you hourly. Like, I love you, but it's just been you and Frank joking for four hours. Do I have to pay for this? And, you know, they're both, like, my dad's seen, or my seen dads, but, like, and you just, you, you couldn't get anything done. Right. And you never knew what they were going to actually charge you for. Yeah. It's, and yeah. It, you start getting scared after a while. Yeah. Because right? you see the clock running, and you're like, dude, we just watched porn for the last, like, 45 <laughs> minutes. Or the Redskins game. Yeah. And you had to, like, or listen a, to Frank yell at the TV screen. Or a Raiders game. Yeah. And, you're like what the f- or a flyers game yeah and you're just sitting there going oh um uh, what the hell's going on and then when you get done rad goes like oh let's make it a buck 25 yeah and you're like oh thank god <laughs> i can do that yeah i've only been here for six hours yeah oh yuck but yeah that was crazy he had like one of the last tape machines like ever produced so when you went in to record you recorded on two inch tape oh shit and it's you know that's a whole different experience, like, in and of itself. I think the last time I was up there, it was still there. Oh, it's definitely still there. I know. I, that thing weighed, like, maybe about the same as a Prius. Yeah. he He's the reason I fell in love with, like, the two-channel dual rectifier guitar amps. He had one, and, like, I was like, oh, can I borrow this for a studio session? And I think I held on to it for, like, two months. He's like, am I ever going to get that back? And I was like, probably not. No. Yeah. And then uh, luckily I tracked one down and that's been like my go-to for like anything metal or rock. And that was on the last Rivers record. It's on the new one on the work too for like some of the leads and stuff. Well, Brody stole it. That's a good segue into the next segment. Oh, shit. And let's, why don't we talk about your shenanigans over the the shutdown recording the video for rivers and isle yeah that was like a nerve-wracking experience um i i don't even know how it really happened i think brody hit me up one day like hey can you take our pictures and brody and i have been friends since we were like 14 years old you know stealing 
shitty beer out of fridges and after, <laughs> after we had probably two or three beers we were like we should do like a documentary and we could shoot music videos and all this and that and uh before i knew it i chewed off more than i i could and uh we did we were supposed to do like individual photos for the record and then like a session of band fo- like full band photos and like two instrumental playthrough videos and then it evolved into having you do a music video too and i was just like i am not prepared for this uh so i showed up with like my small rig of lights and you know a couple cameras and had to shoot like a full production music video um and we rented a property up on hawk mountain and like thank god it turned out sick and i was able to do a bunch of stuff in post but definitely like nerve-wracking experience like here's your first like i don't know big project on your own like have fun you're do you're doing a, a music video for one of the, like the biggest anticipated records of the year. Um, yeah, definitely frightening. And like, I think I hit up the dudes in my band. You know, I I think I talked to Zach like every night. I was filming like, this is insane. Why am I doing this? Uh, now, till this point, didn't didn't you do the Edhara Edhara videos? So I did. Um, there was there's this dude named Seiji. Uh he lives in outside like Nashville, Tennessee. He came up and helped I mean he filmed it and did most like most of the editing. We basically came up with like the storyline, the shot list, like all that stuff. But we had hired Seiji basically to be the main like director and then editor. Um so we were still heavily involved, but it was nice to have again you know just like kevin or just like any anybody else involved like hand it off to somebody uh but my brother went to school with it and i had been doing it for years so we kind of like we knew what we wanted but we wanted to hand it off to somebody else too so now going to the rivers shoot this was all your hands there wasn't sending it to somebody uh, yeah except (laughs) uh i'm like super small budget so like I had to hand it to like Metal Blade or somebody like that. Okay. And then get feedback and they'd be like, You need to reshoot like this, this, and this. And I'm like, Well, I can't. Like it's not in the budget. So it was definitely there's like a term called like Kino, which I forget what it means, but it basically means like super small budget, like self self done. And uh, you know, like all the cool feedback I saw was like, This is Kino as fuck on like, you know, the YouTube comments or whatever. But um yeah, we like got feedback after the point. And, like, the band loved what I did because, like, I, I heard what what they were going for and everything. And they wanted, like, they gave me a copy of, like, Twin Peaks and, like, Blade Runner. And they were like, this is what we want it to look like. And I was like, well, I can do that. But um, handing in something that looks like a, like a horror movie, like an underexposed horror movie, like a label wasn't ecstatic about that. So they were like, can you make it, like, brighter and better lit? And I was like, well, I can. It's just going to look like shit then, you know. But in the meantime, no, that's the trend of people doing videos this day is more of the horror based and low light, not great, you know, grainy quality and all that. Which yours was not that bad. Right. Yours wasn't, yours wasn't. It looked very high production. Right. Yeah. But high production trying to be low production. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It was cool. And if you guys like, like horror looking music videos, like the new oceans video is fucking scary. Like, Zach, you and Eric made that look like a zombie apocalypse. Thanks, man. Like, uh, <laughs> and so the next album is, like, a concept album. And so we, like, 
we chose basically it's like maybe mid story for the song that we dropped. It's called Umwelt, and uh, yeah, uh, like basically almost like Mike, I did the treatment for uh, most of the music video, like writing up the scenes and uh, and Eric Eric has shot in a lot of our music videos, and you know I kind of left the, I leave the directing up to him to a point, but. I I usually send him over, you know, like a Microsoft Word document with shot by shot list and, you know, and I got like the makeup artist and all that other fun stuff. But yeah, check it out if you guys can. Um, yeah, like I'm hoping to do some more fun stuff for the next couple of videos and hopefully go also on the animated route. Nice. The uh, I mean, the Unhira stuff and then the Rivers and Nile stuff that taught me a lot, like just having to like adapt on the fly and like, you know, just make the best out of what you could. And we were filming like on Hawk mountain last March and like, it was fucking freezing. And you guys Airbnb to place, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because we weren't even supposed to have that property because like some NFL player apparently came in and like bought it. So we had to get all this special permission to even be able to film it. But, uh, you know, like that whole experience taught me so much and like, the new on here stuff i want to like rent a fucking pool and like film and water and like do all kinds of weird shit and the cool part is like we're good friends with the people that were in the music video the last time and they were like we want to get weird with it too so like you know josh he's a local dude too he's like right in west Reading, and then my friend danny they were like we'll do anything so we're probably gonna get a weird pool and make it look like we're all drowning and uh you know get super weird with it so nice now between zach and you uh you know doing the video part you know yeah. you're stepping away from the actual playing do you like doing that part or is it kind of tedious and a pain in the ass the video part yeah <sighs> or is that another love hate thing uh i so like i love being a, a hands-on guy like i love it when i'm when i'm in the room and like creating uh so i love to be there filming and like lighting and like doing the hands-on stuff um, when I get to the point of like, oh, all right, I got to sit down and like manage the files and I got to edit and start cutting. Then I get a little weird. Like I get anxiety about it. And I think anybody that's like creative, hopefully can understand that. Like, well, the, I, I'm not creative, but I hate <laughs> sitting down and editing the podcast. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you enjoy the, the performing of the video? Part? Oh yeah. I love it. Okay. Like I love, I love being there and being a part of it and shooting it and acting in it and like all that stuff because you're also around other creative people and I'm sure Zach will say the same thing. Like you bounce ideas off each other and you talk shit and like, just, you know, you try things that you weren't thinking of because you're hearing somebody else's input and ideas. So I love that part. I get anxiety when, it, and even with the record, like I got an anxiety about like mixing it with Kevin. I was just like, Oh man, like, how are we going to do this? It's do you, do you find yourself wanting to cut shit that you did out more going? No, that sucks. Like, I yeah. don't like that. There's, there's a couple of riffs where, like, I would play something and then have Kevin play something, and I'd be like, dude, use your take. <laughs> because, like, when I sit and listen to the podcast, anything, like, I cut, almost everything that gets cut out is me. I don't like hearing myself. Like I hate hearing myself. So when I cut shit out of the podcast, it's usually shit. Like, this I won't. Like, this will get just posted. Like, <laughs> because I hate wasting, like, live ones. Yeah. It's the phone interviews a lot of times that I'll cut. But I just, I detest it. I always procrastinate so long editing and getting our podcast out because right. I fucking hate hearing myself. Yeah. I, I always skip past myself whenever I'm listening to the podcast. When I'm on it. 
Because I, like, which you've been on more than anybody. I know, yeah, right? This is like your third or fourth time, something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to think you're part of the show now. We used to joke about that, <laughs> yeah. but but in the meantime, now when it comes to like, yeah, listening to our show, I listen to it just for, you know, what what am I going to do for the next one? Right, right. You know? I mean, do you guys do do that with like, you're you're recording and you hear the the scratch tracks and you go, eh, I can work with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was different uh, this time around because, like, we had kind of pre-produced, done a lot of the pre-production on our own end. Um, I definitely went back and like changed things up. Like, there was this weird riff at the like the end of the album that's like super, um, super fast and stuff. And you know, I heard it back a couple times, and I think I I sent a text to Zach and uh, Josie, and I was just like it doesn't feel right being like a, a speed riff and we changed it into like a slam riff like the next day I went back so like yeah I definitely like gauge my own feedback of the stuff and you know try to go back and redo it and uh, I don't know just always trying to make things better it's always a learning experience which I love now Zach do you uh, like listening back to um, the new the new stuff and everything like that do you hear something in there that you could have done better or you didn't um, like but these guys went yeah let's send it through um no like even you like right now i i love everything that's on it uh but even when we were like originally making like doing when i was laying down the vocals with josie i think there was points where you know i'd lay something down and then we come back to it and i'm like i think i could go faster on that one or i like maybe let's chop this up i you know i usually try to lay the bare bones uh like especially with like pre-production so that when we're going right into the studio like especially if I've been repeating the song to myself, I might find a different way I could either pronounce something or like say something or like you know this either works better you know here or take a part out and then by the time I get to the studio. But for the for the new album, I, I really like all the vocal placement so far. I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, um, and I, I would I just want to yeah I just want to see what people's reaction is to it really. Same. So when do you guys film your video? <laughs> that that's been like the logistics of what we're trying to figure out you know because like we just got the mix back a couple weeks ago um kevin's in the process of uh redoing his studio like he's doing renovations in there so he's shut down for the next three or four weeks like he tore his whole rig apart but he's gonna master the record as well uh so that's like the next step that we kind of have to wait for um and then figuring out the music video yeah I have a lot of like grandiose ideas for what I want to do um, so it's just a matter of like trying to schedule a space to film it in and like we want to work with Seiji again and get him up here to, to help film it um, just because he, I, he and I see very eye to eye but I can also like hand him off what I want to do and I just like trust him uh, he helped out on the river stuff like he was one of the co-directors and I've kind of help co-direct some of his stuff um and he wants to get weird with it too you know we're talking like running out of pool and like making it look like everybody's drowning and like crazy light rigs so i gotta call in a lot of favors for the next music video and try to make everybody come together on the same day or two so uh it's it's just like very in the in the works at the moment like i, I don't have a date where it's gonna happen um i'm talking to uh, my buddy steve who's like a lighting engineer in philadelphia he's worked on like the creed movies and a bunch of stuff so 
trying to call in favors to get him to come and light everything for us and uh yeah we're gonna try to do this this one like at least the video like super high quality within a day hopefully and just make it creepy and eerie and stuff like that so uh danielle who was like the female in the last one she wants to come back and josh who was the dude in it uh he wants to come back and like be the character that's getting drowned and drugged through the water and everything so <laughs> should be cool i'm excited i'm terrified all in the same breath but you know we'll make the best out of it and i i mean it's gonna be sick no matter what we do even if like that's what i'm shooting for i'm sure it's gonna be something like way simpler uh you know maybe us just in baby pools that might be hysterical <laughs> but uh i have an above ground pool oh nice nice we could probably do it in there uh um, by 30 38 yeah you'll probably see us with like that would be hysterical man it's just like us in floaties in a pool trying to make it look big but it's just like <laughs> so obviously shot on an iphone or something um but yeah I, like like zach and i said earlier we don't really have exact dates we just know like all right the record's almost done and like this has been a long time in the making um and it's felt like forever since we've been able to be like here's our new vocalist zach uh, and nobody's heard from us for like two years. So thanks for being the reason why we get to announce like, Hey, we have a new record and it's coming out soon. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been fortunate to be somewhat in the loop the whole time. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been looking, I'm looking forward to the live shows. I can't wait to see. I want to see you live. I want to meet Zach. Off live. Yeah. Zach's the man. He sounds scary live. <laughs> Just telling you now. Uh, but, uh, now, okay. now with you working with the river stuff. Yeah. Are you, What's the word I'm looking for? In demand now or no, not at all. Okay. Oh you, wait, <laughs> are you talking about music wise? No, 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 no filming no. wise. Uh, I mean, I've been approached by a couple people. Um, my only issue is that like I have a huge problem with, uh, I don't know, just like confidence in myself and the fact that like, here's what I want to make, but I don't feel right like charging you to travel. There's a bunch of like local dudes like, and I'll. I'll throw out other names for like people, right? I'm like this guy, like you won't have to charge for like flying up from Charlotte, right? Because that's where I am, and like I'm always because I've been on the other side. I've been like, man, I don't want to pay for somebody to travel. Like that sucks. But um, yeah, I've done I've done some like I'm doing a lot of corporate work right now, which has been fun. Uh, it's not as creative, but like people hit me up about editing videos and stuff like i've been doing some remote work i did an ear to video last year that was like a ton of fun um you know, and that was a cool video by the way i got to hang out with josie and like you know i basically asked like well how do you want it to look and they sent me like fucked up like snuff films from the 80s and like <laughs> you know like weird videos of food decaying and i was like oh we could definitely do something weird with it um so yeah i mean i guess in like i'm super thankful for the rivers opportunity because people have come to me but i'm also very much like i don't want to charge you to fly somewhere or i don't want to charge you for travel so i've done a lot of stuff on the back end like editing and you know somebody else has shot something and i've like either color graded it or thrown it together in post or something like that but i definitely feel bad charging for travel and all that shit super conscious about that just because I've, you know, I've been in that band and like right. that extra expense could make or break you really. Well, and even the labels aren't 
really willing to spend any money either. So it's probably good that you're that. Yeah, that that's a whole, that's a whole other thing, man. I was just talking to uh, my video boss the other day because, um, you know, he he's seen like the stuff that I've done for bands and stuff, and he's like, I could never do that. But uh, we were talking about stuff because he used to be involved in some kind of like record label dealing, and uh, I was like, I think that I kind of want to put up the new on here shit as like an NFT and like just have people like bid on buying rights to it because like that's that's a whole new record or new like avenue besides records that you could go down like you could post up like individual stem tracks and have people buy them right so like they would have somewhat of legal rights to just so music. people know i made a really inquisitive look at yeah Mike. yeah he was like what is <laughs> completely happening? fucking unknowing it, yeah it's uh it's like a, a new form of cryptocurrency but you're essentially purchasing rights to creative things that have been made so like people make i don't what's that one that's been in the news like crazy monkey or depressed monkey it's, yeah. it's just like yeah, it's just like an illustration, and people are like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on the rights to this thing. So hmm. I've been working, I've been talking to this company called Voice. They're based in New York, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, dude, throw your whole record up there. Like, change up your album cover to like different covers and slightly different versions, and like people can like buy exclusive rights to like your album cover in red, and like you know." So I'm exploring the idea of trying to launch it like that way instead you, of trying to go through a record label. Do you then lose the rights? No, they no any it, of that or you're just basically sharing that you're right, sharing with someone the right else with somebody else. Which they can then Correct. share. Correct. Right? Which is you know, it's a cool alternative because like when you think about labels and all that other stuff, they're basically like taking the rights away from you. And that's always been like when I was shopping the stuff around here it's always like, all right, but we own we own your intellectual property. We own your image. We own mm-hmm. your music. Like up until you break even, you can have like forty percent back then. Right. And I, like with Onhira, I've always like held it close to my chest, so I'm not okay with that. And that's why we've always like done it on our own, and you know, kept everything else at arm's length away. Well, that that begs another question of, of something I kind of always wanted to get into, but we never really had a chance to. But in this day and age, do you really have to? Do you really need a record label? Only if you want to tour and like mm-hmm. do cool things like that. Really. I mean, and and you're just looking then for the support financially right, to do right, the touring, right? Because right? I mean, yeah. it seems like with Bandcamp and social media, a band can really go far. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A band yeah. can go well, far, but you did it you know like these days and like it's possible i feel like with the record labels they help you more with the connections like they yeah. still did in the past but like i feel like now nowadays depending on i feel like you can do it independently but to knock on certain doors you need to be under you know a record label especially for like bigger venues or bigger tours and stuff yeah is a that, record label or a manager right something of the sort is that is, do you think you'd get further with just the manager than the record labels or does the record label open the door to a lot of venues because they don't seem to be doing the financial support? Yeah. Not as much. Yeah. No. Uh, Throwing you on jets anymore. You know, that's not the, yeah, that's yeah. not the, anymore. I, I feel, I feel like even booking agencies do better than 
like a record label because at least with a booking agency if you've got the material they'll throw you on the tours and you can do the work you know from that point between like promotion and stuff like that and then there's no one's no one in your pocket besides them and they're helping you just book the tour you know book shows but i feel like a record labels like you said they want a cut of everything they want a cut of intellectual property but then you also have management companies that just help you guys stay organized so i feel like there's so many different routes you can go yeah yeah it's it seems like like the road's a little bit more wide open for bands to to DIY and get fucking big, like right, really yeah. big. I mean, between Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and then having a decent management. Come. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. And TikTok as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like TikTok and like Instagram Reels. Like when you're scrolling through Instagram and a video starts playing, like that's been a whole thing. I, I didn't even think about that. Like as you're scrolling through Instagram, like the reels, they automatically play. So like your band is getting exposure no matter what, like it's a forced algorithm that gets pushed through. So like, yeah, there, there's a ton of avenues bands could go down. And I feel like record labels are definitely falling to the wayside of like, I don't know, just attention and relativity. But, um, it definitely, it like, it would help so much if we like had financial backing and stuff like that. But I'm that dickhead that's like, I don't want you to take away what I love. And like, you know, I've definitely held my music close to my heart and the image of the band. And I don't want somebody else involved in like telling us what we can and can't do. Um, and like we shopped it to a couple record labels and, you know, they told us to like reshoot the video without all the garb and like all that stuff. And I was like, but that's part of like the, the story and you guys don't get it. You don't care about that. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's it. As, as the years went on and you started hearing some of the details of people's contracts, you know, from record labels, it, it, some of it was pretty shocking. Like, it was, I mean, to give up the rights to your intellectual property, just, I mean, it seems like such a trespass. Like, it, 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 it truly does. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of older bands that, that were into, um, older death metal bands that want to re release these albums, but they don't own it. So, um, a prime example, a band that we had on the show, Flotsam and Jetsam, um, they don't own uh, No Place for Disgrace. Their biggest album. Right. So, they went back and re-recorded that. To me, it sounds like shit. It, I, I hope Eric doesn't hear this part of it, but I truly thought that was just a waste of time. It's crappy. It, it just is not right. But in the meantime, that's how they did it to try to make money of it because the album is so long out of print and so, you know what I mean? It's just impossible to find. And in order for them to go out and play those songs, you know, somebody new finds that and goes, oh, I need to find this album. And next thing you know, it's a $200 album. So that's, I I, I got to say this to you, Mike, though, um, being the older metal guy from our scene that you right. started in thank you for keeping your music to your heart because this was something that i did right when we got offers and stuff like that it was like you know we own you bullshit yeah that you know i i i bled for this right and to hear you say the same what i thought yeah made me just you just made my heart just go <laughs> yes there yeah. was somebody like me I, i'm definitely stubborn like i you know, and I'm sure people from Metal Blade and like management that like Rivers dealt with, they'll tell you the same thing. Like that dude is hard headed. 
you know, like I'm definitely a nightmare to work with. I'm sure too, because I'm like, no, fuck you. Like ah, the Pennsylvania is, Dutch, right? <laughs> and just like the Philly attitude too is like it definitely shines through. In, that's in that's a horrible combination. Is Pennsylvania Dutch with a Philly attitude, right? Yeah, and it's just like Zach, you see what you got yourself into. <laughs> All right, but Zach is like a New Yorker too. Oh, I was like, gonna say, yeah. and then throw a New Yorker in the yeah. mix, and it's just fucking concrete. But like, you know, like between no, that's where you end up. <laughs> <laughs> between Zach and I's like love of like East Coast hip hop and like shitty black metal, like man, I feel like that's almost like an unstoppable duo. Right I love there. your, I <laughs> love your music selection, man. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, we definitely have like attitude, and you know, like. That's been the coolest part about having Zach involved is like we always wanted on here to be like a group of friends and like anytime we brought in somebody else it was always like worrisome because it was like well we don't really know this person so like Zach was vetted we'd slept in a fucking van together we've known him for 10 years like we loved his band we knew he loved black metal so like it was just a natural fit like we didn't have to worry about like finding somebody else that like wanted to do something completely different it was just like he loves our music already like he's a sick vocalist and like we're all friends let's make this work and it did and i definitely think it shines through for sure yeah, it was a very smooth seamless transition yeah. i gotta say like hearing Absolutely. you know knowing the old stuff and then hearing the stuff that you yeah. were sending me it was just like I'm, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> i'm just saying that i definitely think that like um i don't know that, like the essence of adam is still there i guess and like I'm, I'm not trying to say that in terms of like vocal style wise or anything, but you know, like it's not like a jarring difference in a way. Um, no, it's a very like, smooth transition. Yeah, very. yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm super hyped to hear what people think about like the new sound. Um, I think that <laughs> everybody's always like, I had to turn it up like really loud in the beginning. I didn't know what was going on. If you sent me the wrong thing, and then. Well, you've heard me fluffing you now for a yeah. year and a half. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I think Zach is amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and fits in perfectly. It, it's so crazy because I remember like sending you super early like uh, studio recordings. And like to hear it transition from that to what it is now, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe. I can't believe we're here and it's so close to finally being done. It's like cathartic. I'm, you know how that feels. Oh, like, yes, sitting, yes. Sitting on a record forever. Uh, so this has been you know coming up on three years in the making for me supposed to be out three years ago wow you know we we've only gone a year and a half over budget (laughs) yeah this i mean like i said we wanted to drop an ep per year and with the pandemic and everything else like obviously that and changing two members out like that was that was like a a wrench are you replacing him or are you just gonna stay the single guitarist no we're definitely gonna find like i mean we're in I shouldn't I'm trying to think without without voices. revealing yeah, without, too much yeah I mean James has played on the new Ontario record and we'll see what happens from there so <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna give you a little back in my days yeah. you know uh, you might have still been in you might have just been start, starting Sovereign at the time right there was uh, a th- oh, God, <sighs> Sovereign oh my God <laughs> between Divination Fatal Aggression, 416, Future Factor, Odium. There's another one in there. I can't remember who. I'm sorry. But we all interchanged members so much, and we called ourselves the Incest Crew because we all knew. 
That's yeah. like a very East Coast scene thing. <laughs> I, love Zach, yeah. I love Zach laughing there. Because we literally, you would get a phone call from band over here. Right. Yo, so-and-so quit. Could you could you fill in? And it's like, all right, no problem. You would do it. Yeah. But then so-and-so who just quit has now joined this band over here. And it, it uh, Spine Belt, Nine Tail, all of us were in this Berks County, Lebanon County. Incestuous relationship. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it, it was not uncommon for you know just to get a phone call and say, hey, "Yo, so and so can't play bass. Can you come in and do bass?" And at one point, Chuck from Divination, whatever this is, was in three bands. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. kind of that's like how my whole upcoming in the scene was. Like Jim and I had played together for years and years on it, like since we were fourteen, and then we started up like a shitty project called like Of the Ninth Circle, and that. I remember that. Yeah, right. That was like 2009. <laughs> uh, that didn't really end too well. And then I, th- what happened? We went into DOA after that. And that was like an incest situation of like, our drummer was from like a jazz rock band and our bass player was one of our friends, but our vocalist was from like, I don't know, somewhere in Westchester. But the person who helped us start that band was Chaz, who was in From This We Rise. Okay. But then I went on to join From This We Rise. Both DOA and From This We Rise broke up. We stole Chaz. We started up Sovereign. (laughs) We uh, we had Adam and uh, our friend Dan Pounds, who played bass. So Dan came in. Adam came in. We wrote and released the Sovereign EP, which was like, kind of songs that we had for DOA that didn't really work out plus like some new stuff we had written that was Sovereign and then uh, that like fell apart and then I I must have bugged Josie for like a year just like hey you want to start up a band like (laughs) can can we write music so one of the songs that we played at that Fatal Aggression show actually turned out to like we rewrote it and it was the opening song on the first EP for Ondira no shit yeah no shit yeah Somebody still has a video of it up online. It was like, I don't know, dude. We played it in like drop F sharp and like it just didn't sound like good. And uh, when we reworked it and like the on hero tuning, it, it just worked out. So definitely like an incestuous scene. And now, you know, we that first record we had Brody play the leads on it. Uh, then Jim played on Firewalker. And now we have James from Burial in the Sky playing <laughs> leads on, on Tide Waker. I'm going back to that show that you said with Fatal and Divination. I don't remember was Rivers on that one because I know Rivers played with us a bunch of times I, at the I fire company. So. There. I don't think so. I think so. it was fucking Rivers pops up in everything. Even that interview we did with James Netherton from Misery Index. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we toured with Rivers. Those guys were cool. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been weird because you know I've known those dudes since like the Dissian days, and yes. even before that, like Shadow Battalion, and you know I've always been that that shitty friend in the background, like, hey, we're at a show, let's get fucked up. <laughs> the bad influence. Yeah, I was always a bad influence. I, I I didn't know them other than like the bands that they were in. Yeah. Like it, never played with them or anything like that. And I was talking to Biggs and Jake the one day. Now here Jake lived right around the corner from me. Right. And now, you know, there's an age difference here. But um him and Jake well, Jake and Biggs were went to the cannibal. You were probably their cannibal, yeah. uh Hate Eternal, Macabre, you know, the that big show we played. And would I don't want to pat myself on the back or anything, but it, it kind but of will. Yeah, yeah, it kind of made me feel good, and it feel, makes me feel good because this was the birth to the, I call like the fifth wave of right. Reading. Reading metal. Yeah, and 
Biggs and uh, and Jakey were saying, we didn't know we could play this kind of music. Right. There you are in front of Cannibal playing with full stacks. Right. And, and I'm like, and I heard Big say this in an interview without me even being there. It was something I read online. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, and it, it, it makes me feel good. And you yeah. guys are making such good music. Thank you. River's the same thing. You know, I and I we we did this um, and on top of it, you got Biggs is friends with Cryptopsy and doing shit with Cryptopsy. Yeah, he just like, had a baby too. Yeah, I saw that. He had day. a baby like wow. two weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, it it makes me feel so good that I, I my band sucked. I will say that plain as day. We were nothing. We were just an old school death metal band. It just everything was in four. And, right, right, and. But I feel like the father that gave birth to all you guys, and I'm, uh, and it makes me so proud that you guys take this music and, like you of said, course, you're yeah. hard headed and just it, it's the same vision I had. But seeing somebody right. else doing it, it just makes me feel really good, and I thank you for that. Yeah, of course. and I mean, there's bigger bands that do it too. You know, like um, going back to Jake and Biggs, like they were in a band called Amongst the Decay yep. uh, way back when, and like Brody wound up playing for that, and so did Andy from Black Crown, and then like they split up and. Out of that, like Rivers and Black Crown Initiate were born, and they're just fucking taking over the world now. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a another band that's another offshoot from an ex member of Rivers down in Douglasville. Um, um, oh, uh, Outer uh, Heaven, yeah. yeah, Outer Heaven, and they're yeah. fucking good too. And James from Black Crown, he came from a band called Night Watch, Nightfire, out of uh, Wilmington. Yes, so that's how they yep. they came. So. It, it's all incestuous, right? Like we're all trading band members. Like we stole Zach from from Oceans there for a hot second. Well, and Zach, Zach, see what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm still awake. <laughs> no, I'm still here. He's hanging. And, he's, he's and Zach's from that space. Northern Jersey, New York. I mean, you look at the hardcore scene up there. Where you want to talk about incestuous? There's nothing more incestuous than the New York fucking Northern Jersey hardcore scene. It's funny that you say that, dude. I, I, I wear that Oceans hoodie out like all the time and people are like are you in a biker gang <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's sick it's got like a skull and snakes going through it and all kinds of shit but i feel like i need one of those now yeah that was <laughs> i remember us like looking at each other like hey want to trade merch so he got an hero hoodie and then i got an yep. oceans hoodie and i wear that all the time yeah people, right. i always see people in the supermarket like looking at the back <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a super creepy hoodie. Oh, I need one. I need I need some like on hero shirts that aren't athletic fit oh, because yeah. I don't have an athletic body. Well, over at my mom, I was actually going to try to grab a couple, but they're up in the attic. They're, I got a bunch of the swag over there at my mom's house. Ah. See, I have an athletic body. It's called linebacker look. You got a six pack under there? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, hidden. No, this called is a, a case. Keg. <laughs> it's just called a keg. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call it what it is. Um, uh, I. Th- think that pretty well wraps yeah, it we up I mean, a lot we, of yeah shit. we covered a lot of ground in yeah. two hours holy shit two hours yeah, two hours sorry that this took too long no fuck no <laughs> well, it, it seems like it spiraled out of control i know zach we need to get you here in house it's a little bit different well yeah we i i really wanted him to come here and like zach and i probably haven't seen each other since you came down to charlotte um so yeah definitely bummed that you know the storm happened, but hey, better safe than sorry. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do and another we'll, one with everybody. I try to come down to Lancaster and like the Reading area whenever, like, uh, whenever Mike's down, and usually I go to see Josie and stuff. So I usually come down, or I'm hanging out with Damien. <laughs> yeah, Damien, I mean, our other vocalist that 
is unofficially <laughs> in the band. Uh, Damien's cool. I met him yeah. at the down in Chester at the oh, wasn't it? Well, that fucking show right there behind you on the board. Oh, uh, that, the one at uh, the poster. Sprout. Yeah, yeah, Sprout. Uh, yeah, Damien was our fill-in vocals for a while, and dude, I'll still never forget him busting in the door that one day, like. You know who would be awesome? Fucking Zach. And I think we had sent Zach a text like five minutes beforehand. Like, can you join the band? Oh, Mike, we need Zach. Yeah, yeah. I can't do my, my Kramer imitations <laughs> off because I'm not. I'm trying not to yell. And if you know Damien, he wears like, I don't know how to describe him other than like a cartoon character. Like he busted in with like a sweatshirt turned inside out, like, you know, prison style with like the shitty gold chain necklace on. Like a Russian fucking fur hat and sunglasses on. Did he slide across the floor? That's Basi- all he had to basically. do. Basically, okay. Now I feel now I yeah. feel like it was a Kramer situation. I, I feel bad because we had driven up from uh, Charlotte over the middle of the night, and last night, like I just passed out because I was so fucking beat after driving nine hours. But they played in Harrisburg last night because JP Love Drafts, the venue. Oh, they they, I, they opened up a brewery, and they played at the brewery last night. Is but the brewery the one that's in Carlisle? It's either in Carlisle or Mechanicsburg, I think. Or maybe Mechanicsburg. I might be wrong, but yeah, I feel like it's one of them. Because I had posted, when Sadistic Vision was playing, I had posted Harrisburg, and uh, Brian hit me up. He's like, no, it's not Harrisburg. Yeah. It's it, whatever, Mechanicsburg, whatever. I guess. I, I've been wanting to get up there so badly. They're doing such good things for the scene, such a good beer selection. Like, great place. And if Eric is ever playing there, just go up and, I don't know, bug Josie and Damien and <laughs> hang out with them. I say Josie knows me. I don't know yeah. if he knows you, but he might remember me. <laughs> yeah, as the guy say, who's just, holding. I'm just hold, I just held your bass drum. Yeah, I held your bass drum. But uh, yeah, man. Again, we appreciate you guys having us, and you know we're looking forward to uh, you hearing the new stuff and being able to release well, it on here. When the new stuff comes out, you know to bring it down here, Zach. If you are ever down here, just hit us up, and we'll bring you in the house here, and you know throw a couple beers at you. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> I'll bring some beers your way. <laughs> That's what we like. That's, you want to get closer to our hearts, you just bring us beer. That's what Mike yeah, did. I know, right? Uh, but yeah. other than that, I, yeah. I want to say thank you guys. This is, uh, was a really fun interview. I really want to meet Zach. I'm looking forward <laughs> to your music. Um, Mike, it's great to see you as always. Always, always. Yeah, I'm glad I got to stop in here real quick. Real, real quick. Real, real two quick hours. for two hours and five minutes. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So... <laughs> Well, let's play us off with the usual. This is total fucking destruction to be alive at the end of the world.